You are about to witness history in the making. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 45 of the Pop Culture Gamers podcast. My name's Hayden and I'm here as always with Steve. How are you doing, Steve? Marvellous, thank you very much. How how did I know you were going to come out with that? He's trying to take my dad uh, joke puns off me now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'd get it in there somehow, didn't I? (laughs) Yeah, you did, you did. So, um, do you want to tell us uh, what you've been doing, Steve? So, yeah, first of all, we've been having some trouble, if you remember, with the, the router a little while back. Mm-hmm. And Skype, <clears throat> BT came back and fixed um, the line and that. But I was still thinking I was getting some issues. I'm not sure if it was a Sky app or what. Anyway, I had a whinge at Sky, and they sent over one of the VIP engineers round. Right. If they have such a thing. Um, I couldn't make it there at the time, so I said to me, well, if he needs to speak to me, get, get, give me a ring on the phone and I'll chat. So I'll be on my way home from Crawley as I've got a bit of a, bit of a, it had been a, bit of a long week and working quite away from home. So anyway, so he was looking in, he was, he wanted to, he wanted to go on the router, so I gave the missus a password to put in for him sort of thing and he can bounce around that. I explained I had all the ports open for Xbox and everything else. <clears throat> and he said, yeah, it's looking good. He said that obviously sometimes the app at Sky doesn't work really well. So we always talking about the positioning, positioning of it, and uh, at the moment I've got the one that's a bit very bit warm and maybe a bit too warm, and he sort of agreed with me. And he was saying, well, he said, the one we've got at the minute, it's got no air holes in it, no ventilation. Anyway, so he left me um, the new newest router, which I've got boxed up in here at the minute, if, if I need to use it. And he's given me his number, so when the new one comes out in a couple, a couple of weeks, um, we might be able to sort something out. Oh, cool. So that was nice. Him, really helpful guy. It makes a change to get some decent service because you know what it's like sometimes with with, with with different technicians we get to get to talk to. That, but he, yeah. I think, I think what it was is because he knew I was the way I was talking to him. He knew what I was talking about. So he was, you know, he weren't going to pull no wall under my eyes if you know what I mean. Mm. So that was pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> the missus finally picked me up some marmite peanut butter. That sounds bit, disgusting. It doesn't. That's the thing. Because even she said, you know, it's not because she likes peanut butter and she likes Marmite, but she was sort of hesitant about it. But when you sort of taste it, you get that peanut butter vibe. And then at the end, you get a hint of Marmite. So so I've got a job. I will make my own as well. Once that jar's finished, I'll try and see if I can replicate it in a cheaper fashion. Mm. It's a little bit expensive. And uh, <coughs> yeah. Uh, also, when Record Store Day was here, which have been, I don't, we thought missed a week or two, haven't we? So I'm a bit confused about where we are with dates. Yeah. So when Record Store Day, turned, Record Store Day turned up, I'd heard rumours that there was a Star Trek album coming out. I never saw it, never got a hint of it. And then I was chatting to the Star Trek Destination guys on, on Facebook. And the the soundtrack for the 2009 movie, which is obviously start of the Kelvin timeline, it came out in the States. 
And then talking to some other guys over here, there was about 300 copies in the UK only. So it uh, sounds a bit short for the for UK, but I did pick one up on eBay, got it sent from Canada. That was really quick. I was surprised how quick that came over. Um, very well packaged and sounds brilliantly. Really, really chuffed about that. And on the flip side of that, I've been waiting for um, Friday the 13th to come back out by Waxworks. And they've been teasing that for the last month. <clears throat> and ironically, it came out Friday, five o'clock on the dot. So I was able to bag a copy. And within five hours, I got an email back saying it's been shipped, which is the quickest I've ever seen the turnaround come around, to be honest. And uh, yeah, well chuffed for that. <clears throat> Cool. So those ones here, ones on its way. And obviously, this weekend has been all about Marvel. <clears throat> so when we get to that, we can talk all, all things all things Marvel. That's all I'm going to say for <clears throat> now. I, I do have to admit, it, I do find it quite amusing in the fact that out of the two of us, I've probably demonstrated being a bigger Marvel fan yeah. over the years, but you're the one who's got to rushed out to watch Endgame and you've been watching all of the others. Yeah, I literally have came to... The odd one or two that I hadn't seen, I've had to get to watch. And because I didn't... I thought, with the internet the way it is, I mean, I think it's not been bad for spoilers. I think I've not seen it. I've not seen a sniff. But there has been a few bits and pieces out there. And I think most of the guys that we know, everyone else on Twitter, that... Have been sort of kind on that fact mm. and Facebook, but I mean, did you see the story about some guy in China? I think it was China started rabbiting on about the spoilers as he walked out the screening, and all the people there waiting to queue and went and beat him up. <laughs> 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 it just reminds me of Homer coming out of um, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, <laughs> in that scenario. But yeah, yeah, we'll have a chat about that and some what we've been watching. We'll leave that for later. Yeah. But anyway, cool. so, anyway, so I haven't got much more to say at the moment. So how was Birmingham? Uh, well, I went to Insomnia 64, yeah, at Birmingham, the NEC, um, on Easter Sunday, actually. Hmm. Um, it, there was absolutely loads on show. It was uh, in three halls. One was a gaming arena. One was like for... Um, exhibitions you know the on stage stuff and then the other one was like the main sort of drag mm. as it were um but like i said loads and loads of um things on show big cosplay uh, element to that including you know people who you know were making the costumes you know giving you advice all of that sort of thing on how to do it not that i was interested in that at all um yeah but um my wife, uh, son, and uh, our, the, you know, my, my wife's friend's daughter, who we took, <coughs> uh, mm. they all watched the show, and I carried on wandering around the the show. So you dragged your missus around then, yeah? Um, she was quite happy to go. She was quite happy to go. Find she, a coffee shop somewhere? She was well away, wasn't she? <laughs> well, there was regular stops for coffee, yeah. <laughs> which costs a fortune at the NEC. <laughs> oh, I bet. It wasn't cheap, was it? No, definitely not. Um, Nintendo were there in a big way. They were doing some tournaments as well mm. and watched an epi- uh, watched them uh, do Tetris 99, which is evidently free on the Switch if you've uh, subscribed to the online service. Mm. Um, and my God, those guys could play Tetris. I mean, mm. blisteringly fast. Their reaction time was a little bit fine, was it? Very fine indeed. Um, one or two people who got up on stage and did it, they're a bit, yeah, I could easily take them. But the, the one of them came, um, what was it, 
second or third where we were watching it and my god they were moving like lightning uh, mm. on that really really good um so yeah it was definitely worth it a watch was that it's not really um much of a show for new releases however uh there was the um new days gone was there because it was a couple of days before that was actually released there was loads of PC stuff. Alienware were there. We mm-hmm. had uh, Razer, uh, Fnatic, uh, and a load more as well. There was a good selection of uh, VR games, particularly on the PSVR. Um, you could get onto Everybody's Golf <coughs> VR, Five Nights at Freddy's, and a few more that were there <coughs> as well. Uh, game was selling stuff as they normally seem to be. It's either Game or Argos that attends those things. Yeah. Uh, but the tournament was done through Belong, which is the things that a lot of um, game stores actually have at the back, which is, you know, like a, um, you know, a PC set up for head-to-head playing. Um, and they can do parties and that sort of stuff. Well, they, they were using that part of the franchise to uh, mm. do the tournament there as well. There was a few famous YouTubers there on the day that we were there was Syndicate and uh, Pyrocynical. Not that I'm really big followers or know <laughs> who yeah. they are that much, to be honest. But there were there were others as well. Uh, there was a indie developer zone mm. with a few interesting games there. A lot of them looked a little bit too basic, you know, and you kind of like think, why are you releasing a game like this in this day and age? But presumably there must be the market there. Uh, for mm. people, you know, buying some of those games as well. Uh, but there was a, a few interesting games. I did have a go on a Wipeout-style game called Pacer, which is uh, coming to the PC, Xbox, and PlayStation this summer. And I'm not kidding you, it really was more or less exactly like Wipeout. You know, the same sort of tracks, the, you know, hover ships that you use you know you've got weapons you've got the boosts all of that sort of thing it it graphically looked very similar to wipeout which nothing to matter with that because obviously we are not getting any more wipeout but uh i really uh really enjoyed having a, a test of that one uh mortal combat was there as well mortal combat 11 as was anthem mm-hmm. did you get to see that at all what mortal combat yeah no i didn't go in because i, I <clears throat> fighting games are not my thing. Okay. Uh, I'm not that bothered about them. Um, there was a large selection of retro arcades and consoles, which are always is uh, there. So you could, you know, use stand-up machines or there was the individual machine, you know, uh, con- mm. consoles there like Dreamcast, um, you know, well, just about everything, PlayStation 1s, PlayStation 2s, original yeah. Xbox, you name it, it you know, Mega Drives, you name it, it was there. So there was absolutely loads. And then there was also an area for analog gaming as well. So if you were into your card games or whatever, then mm-hmm. you could um, have a go on that as well. And people were there to help you know, guide you through stuff if you weren't sure and that sort of thing. And then there was loads of things of place or things to buy. Yes. Did you purchase much? Um, I purchased a couple of things there's a there's an artist who goes to all of these things and i've purchased a couple of his pictures before now i've got Mm. one of uh 
the Lando <coughs> Millennium Falcon, but mm. I've also got uh, now one of the three Enterprises oh, okay. on a print, and it was it was reduced. It was like a fiver sort of thing. Uh, but I also got my son um, a baby group drawing as well, which was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Was it just a pot with a stick, or was it a bit more than that? It was a bit more than that. It was like the one on Guardians 2, oh, okay. as opposed to the end of Guardians 1. Mm. Um, and then what else to get? Oh, I got um, an aim to uh, sorry, an aim controller. <clears throat> uh, so this is like uh, an alternative to a scuff controller, right? Uh, it's got a custom shell. It's uh, customized inside as well, so it's got remapping ability. Uh, it's got paddles underneath, um, and also rather than have analog sticks on the triggers. For helping you out better on first-person shooters, it's actually they've uh, gone on to smart triggers <coughs> instead, right. which is basically less uh, distance to travel for shooting. Okay. Oh yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. Very basically the same as an Xbox um, Elite controller then. Uh, yes, and also you can swap out the sticks as well. But it's got a nice uh, Batman and Superman cover. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, to the to the shell. I put, posted a picture on the Facebook group and on um, Twitter, but it's also got that sort of like paint splash back, like the scuff gaming ones have. If you've seen mm-hmm. those, um, so it's got that sort of like you know splattered watermark, but it's in black and bright blue, so it looks really nice. It's got like a comic strip top, and then the back is that. Feels really comfortable. Uh, it feels heavier than your standard controller as well, because they've yeah. obviously done stuff to it. But uh, very nice controller. And uh, evidently the the one I've got, so it's only been made in a batch of four, so there's only another three like it somewhere else. <laughs> oh, okay, so a little bit of an um, exclusive then. Yeah, yeah, <coughs> very nice. Very nice controller. Plays well. They've been playing uh, Days Gone with that. Yeah. So, yeah, so that was it, really. <clears throat> Did you, you know, the, uh, you've mentioned um, Everybody's Golf. Yeah. Obviously, you didn't, you didn't get to have a look at that. Um, <clears throat> no, I could see people playing it. Yeah. Unfortunately, I thought this was just going to be an update for the, the one we've got at the minute. But no. So it's going to be an, another game to pay for. Yeah, standalone game. A bit like the way that they did uh, Zoom, uh, sorry, Zoom, Doom VR and yeah. Doom which I don't like, to be honest, because when when it first started off, you got the VR game mm. with the with the full game, so that you could use it either. Now you're kind of limited to if you buy the VR, you have to play it in VR, and I don't like that at all. Yeah, I mean, I do have the original, the one that came out. <clears throat> I don't know about a year ago now, my big feels like, which is really great. But it would be nice if they could have tagged it onto that as a freebie. But okay, you can't have everything. But even if they didn't tag it on, maybe if they turned around and said, you know, for DLC is um, <coughs> the VR, which will cost you a tenner extra. Yeah, uh, that was that, that would be... that would have been reasonable. Mm. But I think having to buy the whole new game full priced again is just <coughs> stupid. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how that price falls. I think when that comes out. Mm. But uh, yeah, interesting that. <clears throat> yeah, I uh, yeah, it's it's definitely worth going to. Oh, there was also a lot of uh, sort of like designer stuff for um, insomnia, you know, t-shirts and that sort of stuff with bearing the logos. <clears throat> yeah, did you get to chat with the guys over at the you know to do with the 
you know the um the game blast yes yeah special you. effects yeah i went over and talked to them and you know mm. saw how they were going had a bit more of a look at the um xbox accessibility controller and it's not quite the way that i thought it was because you know those two big pads mm. i thought it was sort of like the steam controller you know sort of touch sensitive pads like you get on the front of a laptop they're not they're just two buttons Oh, okay, yeah. and you and everything else is what on on there is obviously mappable to how the person wants to use it. Yeah, but the the <clears> main <throat> thing about that controller is if you look at the back of the controller, there's loads of sockets, mm. and there are loads of different, and I think they're quite generic sort of buttons and sticks that you can buy. Yeah, that will fit whatever it is that you need them to do. And so you know if you've uh, if you've got already got like a joystick that plugs into this specific type of port, which by the look of it looks a bit like a three and a half inch headphone jack, mm. uh, it should work on that controller. Oh, okay. You know, if you've got a joystick that uses that sort of interface. So, but um, my son had another go on on the accessibility controller. He was doing quite well with that. This they seem to be really quite hard wearing as well in terms of, you know, can take some pounding. Um, but yeah, it was really nice to see, and there was um, you know a few people from there, so I just had a chat with them and said, "Oh yeah, well, you know," and I found out uh, you know about some of the work that they've been doing. But really interested, mm. um, so I'll probably end up supporting that charity next year when they do Game Blast as well. To be honest, I think because it's it's been a good experience. Yeah, I think so. Mm. Yeah, so lots to, lots an offer to see. Definitely worth it. Probably will be going to the August one because mm. uh, there seems to be two a year now. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Keep you busy, won't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is that EGX now it's gone to London. That's a bit far, isn't it? Well, it's not that much further for me, and as a matter of fact, in, by, by train it's actually quicker. Yeah, because I think it's in the Docklands, isn't it? That's yeah. Hell with it. So. And that's not even the nicest of places to drive to. I can tell you that for nothing, you know. No, and but not only that, but just going to London is much more of a hassle than going to Birmingham, and it's more expensive. And I've just because I was looking at you know at this, and it was going to cost me like a hundred and fifty quid. That's ridiculous, isn't it? And I thought I'm not paying that to go there when I can pay twenty quid to get to you know. Um, the, the NEC. So as far as I'm concerned, I think it's a stupid move going back to London. Well, it could be down to the availability as well. Who knows? I think it was because a lot of people complained that it had moved from London. Yeah, because it was held, the first time I went, it was held at the uh, Earl's Court, which is now not there anymore because it's now housing development and they knocked it down. Mm. So the only other place to have it would be that um, that arena, obviously at Docklands End. But you know, yeah, I think I went there when I had it there once before. That mm. was a long time ago, though. It's a big floor space they got there. They did have, shall I say? Mm. But uh, yeah, it was. Oh God, the first one I went there was some time ago. Now, the first one I went to was um, Star Trek Online hadn't been released because they were showing it there. Because mm. I remember, <clears throat> I remember I had a quick chat with Respawn. Yeah. This is when Titanfall was about to be dropped. And didn't you meet Dan Mayer there as well? Yes. I, oh, no, there was there was, there was was another event where I met AC Bongos and, and the crew. 
Mm. Um, that was that was where was that? that was held in Birmingham. Actually, funnily enough, that was that was sort of linked via game. But I think Dan May, I met him, and yeah, that's right because I you can find me on YouTube playing that um, that two D platformer now. Can't think what it's called off the top of my head, but um, yeah, I'd Glenn with me as well, and mm. we went to that was the Hills Court one. My boy came as well, and we went to one of the stage events there, and they were. They were playing it on on stage, and I went up there and played it, and uh, got myself on on YouTube. <laughs> Didn't do too great. My boy was better than me, though. I must admit. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, very good. Yeah. So yeah, so that's other than that, not really an awful lot's happened. I've been buying up a few movies recently. Well, gaming, uh, it's quieter at the moment. There is the games that are coming out, but I, as I said to you just before we started this, I feel it's. It's getting very pricey, and people are getting very disappointed, especially when you're paying out for all these these price of games. It's just it's ridiculous. So where you've got things like Game Pass, where you can pick up stuff that you might not have got to play at you know a cheaper rate, it, uh, you know, we'll see. Might be the best way to play games at this, mate. Yeah. Anyway, shall we move on? Yep. Okay. So we'll go on to gaming this week. No longer a dream, but a reality. Okay, so gaming this week. So, Steve, do you have any news for us? I can't think of any right now. Been a bit busy, but um, I'm sure that we might miss something. I'm, if, if we had done, uh, Games for Gold is imminently coming out. There's been a few leaks, but we're not going to say what they are because they may well be wrong. Yeah, and it's also been the same for PlayStation Plus as well. Yeah, yeah. That just just reminds me now. Okay, yeah, crack on. I was just I was sort of mention about when we're playing games. I forgot to mention that. I'll type that in while you're okay. talking. All right. So in that case, then uh, new releases this week. We have uh, a few games. We've got Fade to Silence on the PS4 and Xbox One. Final Fantasy Twelve on the uh, the Zodiac Age on the Xbox One and Switch. Sorrento VR on a PSVR, and uh, we've got Steve Universe Saves the Light and OKKO Let's Play Heroes on a PS4, Xbox One and Switch. We have The Legend of Heroes, Trails of the Cold Steel 2 on a PS4, and Wasteland 2 Director's Cut on the Switch. Do you want to do the chart, Steve? Yes, I certainly will. Okay, so... At five, we've got a certain game that I haven't played in a while. That's Red Redemption 2. In at, Staying at four, we've got Mario Kart Deluxe. From one down to three, we've got Tom Clancy's Division 2. Staying at two, we've got FIFA 19. And in at number one, not surprised really, it's World War Z. Yeah, quite fancy playing that, to be honest. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's a couple of games out this, this, this week, isn't it? That are very similar types. Yeah. That being one of them. Indeed. Anyway, Steve, you've been playing non-Destiny games. I know, I know. It's ironic, really, because... Sorry, I'm just looking to see if there's a blue moon. <laughs> <coughs> so, well, let's talk about Destiny last. So, linked to the news or not, if you're not aware that there's been some more Xbox One Enhanced games that have been released. For yes, there has. So, Splinter Cell Conviction, Fable 2 and 3 are three of the games and I've started that Splinter Cell Conviction and wow that looks good very impressed graphically mm. and just starting the tutorial again getting back into marking the enemies 
it's great. It's, if you've not played it, I certainly recommend you getting this. I'm sure it's probably pretty cheap. I already own this anyway. Yeah. So that was pretty cool for me to get that. Fable 2 and 3 have had Xbox updates as well. I've not um, really looked at them yet. I take it these are 4K updates. Yeah, they're the enhanced in brackets. Yeah. <coughs> that they've been given, which are just free updates. Mm. Obviously, Fable 2 and 3 are on Game Pass, so you can check them out. Um, Split, Split Cell Conviction, I think that might have been a Games for Gold at one point, if memory serves. So if you clicked on that, have a look back in your back catalogue, see if you can find it. Mm. Well worth a look. So let's talk. Let's get, let's get one of these out of the way. Monster Hunter. I downloaded that off Game Pass, did the tutorial, and I just weren't feeling it with this game. Now, this was one of the games that was tooted to be a Destiny killer. Yeah, yeah. Well, it certainly wasn't a Destiny killer for me. It was more like a, a, a delete, deleted game pretty quickly. I, I, I know I didn't get to try it um, with yourself or anybody else, but I just... Don't know. I just had mixed feelings about this game. I think you were very similar when you actually purchased it, didn't you? I think it's one of those games that will be better playing it with someone rather than on your own. Mm. That's my general feeling <clears throat> about it. I mean, I think that there's no end of monsters for you to actually go at, and some of the mechanics of um, trailing them and baiting them and whatever are quite clever. Yeah, but it. it some of these open world games just when you're playing on your own are a little bit too solitary no i mean destiny 2 is 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 pretty much one is a given and how that one works and it works very well but where monster hunter is concerned well i just just weren't feeling it i I really wanted to give something else a try Mm -hmm. and just didn't work for me really i did there is a new snooker game out at the minute isn't there obviously we got um in the sports world we got the um the championships are at the minute, and there was a game that's come out that's that's sort of linked with the snooker players and everything else. But I've heard it's a bit lacklustre, so I just dug out the old one that came out on um, Xbox some time ago and had a little play with that. Yeah. That worked pretty well, and even though I, I think I got that via one of the uh, in-developments, should we say, so it works okay. That, that gives you a little bit of a snooker fix while the sports, the tournament's on at the minute. Mm. Also, with Formula One, in, Formula One in full swing, I decided to give 2018 a go because I haven't played. I think I played about a year ago for the last one. Um, not much difference there, but I did enjoy just getting my character made up and went in with the the first event, which is Australian Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. It's a track I pretty know very. You know, I really like that one pretty well, to be honest. And I know which corners I can I can take full swing on that. Had a bit of fun. That was great. You know, it's, I love Formula One racing and, uh, you know, that, that really works well. The, the game plays, looks as if, you know, you're, you're sometimes watching Formula One. So anyone that's got a passion for that, I'm sure they'll have a go with that one. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> Monster, so Monster, Mortal Kombat 11 is out now, isn't it? It is, yeah. And I'm not feeling for the prices at the moment on that. So I thought I'd just dig out Mortal Kombat XL, which I purchased some time ago. And I think quite a while back, even Christmas time, it was very cheap. Mm-hmm. And with my Friday the 13th vibes at the minute with me vinyl, which is on route, I thought I'd play as Jason Voorhees and had a blast, really. it's a, it's a, I, I know you're not really a, a, a fighting fan, are you? And I can get a little fix out of that game, to be honest. I, I, I love them. And the characters that, I mean, 
<clears throat> they all work really well. Even with Injustice 2 on the DC side. You know, that's another great combat game for fighting games. I, you know, I, I quite like them. I can get a, an hour hour or two fix out of them. That, that does me well, to be honest. And the last one, a quick talk about Destiny 2. Mm-hmm. Now, the event is it's running, I think, maybe for another month of the week called Revelry. Yeah. And I've got all the armor. I've got the exotic as well. I did that. And also I got my first seal in Destiny. Right. Which is the Gambit one called Dredgen. So if, you, if you're aware, when you're running around online, you see people with these little purple names above their heads. Yeah. That's the seals they've got. And ironically, I was the, the triumph I was going for at the time to try and complete the seal was where you have to kill four. You have to kill the four um, on the opposite team in Gambit. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the four, four real players. Yeah. And you have to do it three times. So I did that pretty well because if you play the, the new Gambit mode, there's a point in the game when they're going to kill the boss and they're all standing in one point, one place at once. So going down there with a rocket launcher, you can pick them out pretty easily. Yeah. And that left me one triumph to do. And I, I it was a secret one until I got it come up. But what it was is you have to be a runner and help someone get 100 moats. And I thought, there's no way on earth I'm going to be getting this one. I looked into Reddit, how people were trying to do it, and they were finding it difficult. So I was just playing Gambit, and it just popped up out of nowhere. I didn't even wasn't even going for it. Is that a one game? Yeah, hundred marks. Yeah, and yeah, you have to sort of guard, guard a guardian or something, and it just popped in, and I could believe it. I thought, mm. whoa, because <laughs> I've really bought it. There's there's about seven, I think, seven seals you can go for. So there's one for Gambit, one for Gambit, there's one for the Crucible, there's one for um, one for another, I can't think of the call of the top there, but there's, there's all these different ones they got there anyway. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that was pretty cool. I really, I thought uh, uh, that was something of an accomplishment because also it gave me my first achievement in Destiny for God knows how long. So yeah, I was well chuffed. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's about it. And I have got another game to play, but I've got no one to play it with yet. But I'm sure you're going to mention it in a minute. <laughs> yes, because I've completed that game. <coughs> yes, you have. Yes. So no, spoil- no spoilers, okay? <laughs> As if I would. Yes. Um, so the game that I've been playing is A Way Out. So this was uh, part of the recent Easter sale uh, for Xbox. And this is available on PC and Xbox as well. It's a... A two-player game, two-player cooperative. Um, you have to. The only way to play it is really with somebody either couch co-op or um, you know over whichever service it is, whether you're Xbox Live or PlayStation. Uh, I don't think you can do cross-play on it. Uh, but I had a game with Nicky Wilson, uh, one of our listeners, and yeah, it was uh, really, really uh, enjoyable. Actually, it was a really good story. We did it over. Uh, three days we could have probably done it over two but we just stretched it out a little bit Um, did it over three days and basically it's about escaping from prison so you're um, a pair of you know convicts you don't know each other you uh, have you know you you meet each other by um, you know events that happen in the prison you then decide that you're going to work with each other to try and escape and everything relies on you working with the other person to do that. So, um, for example, there's one bit where 
you're trying to uh, break your toilet off the wall so that you can get through the hole that's behind the toilet. And as you're chipping away, the other person has to do the lookout and there's guards walking up and down. And then when you've done that, you've got to swap around and, you know, you've got to guard while the other person does the same thing. And then you escape into this back... If it was on Star Trek, it'd be like a Jeffrey's tube, but you know, this little like back corridor behind the, the prison wall, uh, or the cell wall, um, and then work together to, you know, stop a fan from rotating. And then, yeah. you know, so you can both get through. One of you's got to put a bar in and hold it while the other one goes through. When they go through, they've got to switch your fan off at the other side so that you, the other one of you can get through. There is an absolutely hilarious. <laughs> hilarious bit where you have to go up a shaft back to back right and it relies on you being coordinated with your efforts <laughs> <laughs> just like you like a episode of prison break yeah sort of thing mm. and you know so you, so you like walk up walk up the walls like spider-man but back to back so they're pushing against each other but you know literally walking up 90 degrees mm. and i have to admit the amount of times it uh, Nikki and I fell on that was quite amusing. <laughs> I have to admit, sometimes it was really quite deliberate. <laughs> Just as a bit of a wind up, you know, getting up nearly to the top and you go, oh, oh dear, we've all fallen. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was another couple of times where they do, you know, do the um, the uncharted sort of like you're jumping in the air and you have to catch on to the other person sort of thing. And a couple of times Nicky was in that sort of situation and thought, I just want to see what happens when he crashes. <laughs> <laughs> so you saw this massive cinematic, you know, very all, you know, oh, he's going to be, he's going to be, oh no, he missed. <laughs> you're him whining in the background already I was it was calling me horrible person and stuff like that it was really quite funny <laughs> to be quite honest really enjoyed it so yeah uh, fantastic fun game really really great story really great story it's definitely one to play I would love to play it again so we'll have to play it mm, yeah but uh, trying to prize you off destiny is sometimes difficult well, I've done all the de- I've done all the reverie reverie stuff at the moment. We've got another update coming in soon for the next ev- next season, not too far away. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we can, I'm sure we'll find a slot to fit it in. And the other thing as well is it has to be when you won't fall asleep because you have to work together. Oh, I know. Yeah, I, you know, it's, um, it's, uh, it's not like oh, we'll we'll go we'll go and do a strike or Steve's falling asleep. I'll finish it off. <laughs> Yeah, no, I know, yeah. <laughs> I tell you, I work damn hard during the week, and I tell you, the long car journeys I have. So do I, you say it as if you're the only person who does. <laughs> Hold on a minute, you're not doing the amount of mileage I'm doing, I can tell you that for nothing. <laughs> no, but I'm still working hard. <laughs> yeah, I know, but um, it's driving does take it out of you a bit, but anyway. Yeah, it does. Anyway, moving on. Uh, so that's uh, that would definitely recommend the game, by the way. Definitely mm. recommend the game. Um, really enjoyed it. I hope to do another one. See, what is interesting about the game as well is even though you're not playing it couch, you're doing it over the live service, you still see split screen. So that's you can right, see what's happening with them. It was like, it's like an episode of Prison Break or 24, isn't it? It's like... The way they they play with these screens and watching two instances happening at the same time. Yeah, and it's quite nice when sometimes you just see one, and it's either your character or their character. 
So, but yeah, great, great story. Really good story. So anyway, I'll leave it there because, uh, you know, I think it's a game for people to definitely try. Definitely mm. try, you know, find someone <clears throat> to play it with and do it because it's well worth it. Um, the next, or oh, if you want to do um, achievements as well, there are, it's not story progression achievements, so you've got to look for the things to do. Oh, is it like collect- collecting things to do and stuff like that? Yeah. Did you uh, no, did, not collecting, uh, doing specific things. Oh, okay. So, did you did you get did you get them complete in your playthrough? Oh, we've got a thousand, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. We both we both got. The why thousand. did I? I don't think why I even asked you that question. To be honest, I, I should have known. Yeah, that, we, we we both got the thousand because um, we missed the first one, hmm. and then we found so, out that we'd missed the first one. We went back and so did it. So you started again, yeah. Okay. No, I didn't have to. Just do a chapter select. Oh, okay. Oh, so you can. All right. Okay. Yeah, but no, we got all of the rest straight off. So, but you know, it's once you know where they are, it's a dead easy thousand. It's it's not really that challenging. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was it was great fun. And also, if one of you gets it, you both get the achievement. Oh, Apa- apart from one, apart from one achievement, which is to do with baseball, where you've got to do one of you do it, and then the other one of you do it. Is one pitching, one batting, boss? Yes, like that. yeah. Okay, that's right. Yeah. Mm. Um. Okay, moving on. So my next game, uh, one that I've been streaming an awful lot of as well, is Assassin's Creed Unity on the PC. Mm. So this was given away recently <clears throat> by Ubisoft for free. That's right. Because of it? the burn down of uh, Notre Dame and the fact that you know Ubisoft are contributing half a million or something towards it mm. for the restoration. Which is great, I think. Yeah, which is great, yeah. So I thought, you know, I'd bought, which is what's really annoying, I'd bought this literally days before Notre Dame burnt down. If I'd have waited a couple of days, I'd have got it for free, but there we go. Because you already had it on the Xbox, didn't you? I already had it on the Xbox, yeah, but for some reason I decided I wanted to play it on PC. Hmm. Uh, It looks absolutely stunning as a game. Oh, I totally agree, yeah. And to be honest, when you think that this is the beginning of this gen, I think it looks a, it looks a lot further on <sighs> than the beginning of the gen. Mm. I know that this game had a lot of problems when it was first released. Ubisoft had released a game that was highly bugged for a lot of people. A lot of people complained very bitterly to the point of it actually got removed from Steam, I think. Yeah, if I remember rightly. It- all these little bugs we had, especially even on the Xbox, I didn't seem to get any of them. I don't, you know, maybe I was just lucky. I got one or two of them, mm. uh, but not in a, to the extent that they were complaining about. Yeah, um, and it's pretty much <clears throat> been fixed. The only thing that I would say that hasn't been fixed in the game now, and it hasn't happened on all of the game, but for about half of it, mm. is. Um, the only way I can describe it really is like um, the hairdryer blast. So you you know if you suddenly switch on a hairdryer on full blast and you get that steam, yeah, you know, that, that that gust of wind which will yeah. make your hair blow straight up and then mm. go back. You know, you switch it off straight away and it <clears> goes back down again. A lot of the characters seem to have that effect going on with them sometimes. So they look like punks, a lot of them, did they? No, it didn't look like punks. just looked like they'd had a blast of air, you know, suddenly wafted into the face and then they suddenly go, you know, mm. like half a second sort of thing. Okay. Um, as the hair settled down, you know, not just flopped straight down, but did settle. Mm. 
So it, it's a, it was a bit of a strange phenomenon, phenomenon, put the teeth in. Yeah. But other than that, I've not really had any, any issues with it at all. I got stuck in the, um, environment once. That okay. was, yeah, but that, that happens. And, you know, the checkpoints are really close on the game anyway. So I just reset to the last checkpoint. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, visually really great, um, I think. And also the, the crowds in, fa- in their Paris as well. Because <clears throat> there's loads of people about, much more than in the previous games. Well, especially when near the guillotine area when they're going for that, aren't they? Yeah. It's a bit busy around there. <laughs> yeah. And, and I love the, the setting for the game as well because, um, the game's set in the French Revolution mm. and you're playing Arnaud Victor Dorian. And to be honest, I, I actually really quite like him as a character as well. I I enjoyed the game. Yeah. I really did. I was just having a little look. Um, I played it for 80 hours. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I got my pennies worth out of that one, must admit. Yeah, definitely. But really worth uh, playing. You know, I mean, I, I think that um, Arno is up there with Ezio and Alexius as, you know, enjoyable characters. Mm. From the franchise, and on if you want to get this on Xbox, you can pick it up for forty nine p on um, CD keys. Yeah, I remember at one point because <clears throat> I did get a copy for my one of my boys. I think I only paid seventy nine pence at the time. Yeah, that's fantastic just, value for that. Oh, I, absolutely! Yeah, yeah, it it is stunning to look at, and it's maybe it's not on par with Odyssey as much, maybe or, but I think it's it was moving forward. In that difference, yeah, the combat mechanism is still much more old school, mm. whereas the <clears throat> combat on Odyssey and Origins is different. But it it's still a good game. It's, it's still you really enjoy it. It's it's a nice blend of the old and the new, because you can see the new stuff that they've brought in, but it's got that feel of the old in terms of some of the fighting. And I think yeah. this was one of the first ones that introduced the, the B for uh, parkouring downwards as well, wasn't it? Yeah, they they did make that a bit easier to, to mm. do. But yeah, I, I haven't played it for a long time, but I remember it was, I, I played some, I think I played the DLC as well. So I, I think I got, went through it all. Yeah, yeah. Thoroughly recommend it, yeah. Absolutely. So if you, if you can get it, it's about £8 on the PC, 50p on... Um, Xbox, uh, if you go to CD keys, and I'm not sure, I think it's still quite expensive on the PlayStation. Actually, I think it's about a 10 or 15 quid on the PlayStation. Is it really? Yeah, it's, it's a bit strange that, but so hey ho. Um, next game that I've played is Forza Street, which is a free game. Is this mobile by any chance? Is it? Is that well, right? it Kind of is. It plays on Windows, mm. um, but it's effectively a mobile game. So you can download it for free. Mm-hmm. There's in-app purchases if you want to buy them. Otherwise, you can just do the grind. And it's a very, very simple game to play. You literally hold, uh, have to rev up using your mouse button. Yeah. And then... Um, Get a good start. You race. You're doing drag racing against another car, and when you hit the yellow line for braking, you have to take your 
finger off the accelerator. And then when you get to the other end, there's another yellow line, which you've then got to hit to get the perfect acceleration as well. Mm. And if you do it too early or too late, then that affects your performance. Was it was it fiddly or not? Uh, did you get used to it? Yeah, you got used to it quite fast. I was doing races and just hit perfect each time. It's not really that hard. Yeah. Uh, there's also a nitro boost as well, so that that builds up as you race. And if you get on one of the longer tracks, which none of them are longer than like a minute and 15 seconds, then, because you only do one circuit, as it were, well, it's not even a circuit, it's, you know, one length. Hmm. Um as soon as you, you know, you can get a couple, maybe three uh, nitro boosts in that in a race, which you do need to do because you know you, you can be going against opponents that have got much faster cars than you. Mm. Cool. So, but to be honest, it's very simple and it's not very entertaining. It looks okay, but why they've gone for this with the Forza name? beyond just a very simple cash generator, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like it fits with the rest of the Forza franchise. You mean it's a bit cheap and nasty? Well, it's free and nasty, yeah, basically. Mm. It's not a nasty game, it's just it's just not entertaining. Okay, yeah, it's I say I you know, that's the thing with these these I mean, if it's a PC game, I mean they've obviously got the proper thing there, haven't they? Mm. Which they brought out. Was it Apex, was it called? Was it Forza Apex? Yeah. But, you know, maybe this is just a quick fix to throw in there while they're producing the next game, which will get released. It could be. It could be. It could be. Which ain't far away, believe it or not. No, definitely not. We have to consider if we're going to do a special or not. Yeah, because it's always always around my birthday, if I remember rightly. So, oh, it's what, six, seven weeks away? That's not long at all, is it? No, not at all. Okay. So my last game then is the big one that has just been released on the PlayStation, <coughs> which is Days Gone. Mm. So this is the latest of the big PS4 exclusives and has been receiving lukewarm reviews, quite surprisingly. Um, people have been saying that it's uh, very bugged. And whatever. So, anyway, that that's what's happening, you know, in in terms of the news. But the story, basically, it's your normal sort of like zombie apocalypse kind of uh, situation. Mm. Um, you know, you're um, you're a survivor, and uh, you know you've got a base with your friend who is seriously hurt right at the beginning of the game. Uh, you had to abandon your bike. You've got to go and find it. Um, you then, you know, run into a village and there's, you know, the, where they've nicked your bike and you have to basically rebuild your bike up from there or a bike that they gave, give you, uh, and do missions for the people who are there. So that's uh, basically what's happening in the game. Um, in terms of the reported glitches, I've not seen anything at all. Yeah. That, even remotely comes to any of the problems that people have been complaining about this game for. Uh, the game plays fine. You know, it's... It, it, it's you, just, sound, it's just, you, sound, you sound disappointed. Um, it's not setting the world on fire, let's put it that way. Mm. It's not... Um, 
I don't know. I, I like zombies, you know, zombie games and that sort of thing, generally speaking. But it's just, I was expecting maybe a little bit more, but I am only early into the game so far, and I have to keep that in mind. Um, in terms of the controls, the, the controls are absolutely fine, apart from when you're on the bike, which feel like they're a little bit oversensitive. I felt, I found myself very easily zigzagging. Mm. Um, up and down the road as I was trying to correct my, you know, uh, oversteer in the opposite lock. And then I got oversteer in the op, you know, in that lock. And then it was, and so on. So I just, uh, when you first start the game, you do a bit of a chase under your bike. And I was all over the shop. <laughs> um, <coughs> was it, was it, is it as, I mean, as bikes go in games, was it like GTA or? No, I would say that it was, a, it was more sensitive than the bikes in GTA. Yeah. Uh, very sort of like twitchy sort of, you know, if if you push too far to the left or the right, then, mm. you know, you suddenly could be starting to do a very acute kind of, you know, angle that you're actually going to. Yeah. So that, that to me is like really the main negative for the game from what I've played of it so far. Uh, graphically, it looks fine. I believe it uses a checkerboard sort of mechanism in terms of the, you know, giving you the 4K mm-hmm. uh, effect. The storyline from where I am a couple of hours in is really good so far. It's definitely very linear so far yeah. as well. Um, but, you know, you, you start off, it's more cutscenes than anything else. Um, at the sort of like fall of humanity, then it goes to um, a little bit later, and then you know you're out and uh, out and about with your mate. Um, you go to investigate somewhere. Your bike gets shot, which means that you have to end up dumping it um, or hiding it rather. Which is you know when your bike gets stolen, and you've then got to go on a quest to rebuild your bike or whatever. Yeah. Um, there's the game is very last of us ish i think i think it holds a very big you know uh candle to that game because when you were actually playing it 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 reminded me so much of the game you know there's um the cover um hiding on all of that sort of stuff that but there's also the stealth action that's in the game yeah. as well because in order to get past the freakers you've got to use stealth uh, to either take them out or just sneak past them. Is this very slim to The Last of Us, is it? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> so it is quite similar to that. And that I think what worries me is that's a game that I didn't so much get on with. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I got fed up of those, was it Screamers or whatever they were? Yeah, no, I, there was a way to get around that. And I, I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed that, I must admit. So, yeah, I would, li- I would like at some point to maybe get to play, play this latest zombie apocalypse, as they call it. Mm. Well, I mean, like I said, it looks really good. You know, the, the graphics are lovely. Although what I would say is as considering where we are in the cycle. Yeah. Uh, for this gen, it feels a little bit like it was earlier this gen than now. I think that there's been other games that have had slightly better looks, like for example, Red Dead. Mm. Um, what else? You know, the, the, there's been other Spider-Man as well. I felt looked a little bit better than this, although 
they have got a completely different environment to go with because there's lots of foliage and whatever. Uh, and the environments do look, you know, quite compelling. Mm. And it is quite amazing when you see the hordes of uh, freakers walking about, you know, how, how they move, they move quite, quite naturally. Yeah. Um, and then if they're on their own, then they will just, you know, circle around and be on the lookout constantly. Mm. And then there's like these baby ones, which have forgotten what they're called, but uh, they're really quite mean, vicious little things as well. Um, does the weapons, a shotgun is very satisfying when you get in the, <laughs> getting attacked at close range and you cleave the things in half with it. So, uh, but there's lots of other different weapons to try as well. So I, th- I think it's, it's going to be a good game. Um, I don't, th- I think it's probably disappointed a few people, but I don't think it's going to be end up being that bad. I think once you start getting into the way that the game plays, etc., um, I think it's going to be absolutely fine. There has been patches as well that have come very quickly to mm. address some of the graphical issues. So if you're worried about that sort of thing, I wouldn't worry too much. Like I said, I've had a very stable uh, view of the game. Cool. So that's that's uh, everything I've got on that, really, Did, so far. Was, it, was there much in the way of patches when you booted the game up? Uh, yeah, but it, to be honest, I just stuck the disc in and let the PlayStation do its thing. Do its thing, yeah. Uh, yeah. And came back, and to be honest, the game was ready very quickly. The PlayStation think, always does it much quicker than does, the Xbox. Yeah. Oh, always has done, yeah. 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 So, yeah, <coughs> worth a look. Um, <coughs> if you're not too sure, though, I will maybe wait for the price to, to fall, because I have a feeling that this one might come down quite quickly. Yeah. Could do, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's because it's had negative press at the beginning, um, when it was such an anticipated release, I think a lot of people will probably lost a bit of faith. But I think that that faith will start to get rekindled the more people that play it. Mm, absolutely. So, any other games from you? Oh, no, I can think of. As I mentioned about the... The other thing I'd say I did mention was obviously I've mentioned about the uh, Xbox Enhanced games. Um, yeah, I don't think I think my memory's all good. No, um, didn't you say you had something else that you hadn't wrote down that you wanted to say? No, it was all right. It was what I wrote. I wrote it down as, as we were chatting, so that was just ah, about right, okay. uh, about Spencer. So that was all right. Right. Okay. Well, in that case, then we'll move on to movies, TV, and streaming. In quest of a better life. All right, so movies, TV, and streaming. So, Steve, what have, uh, news have you got for us? So, news. We've got a couple, actually. There's one just in, which we could do, first of all. Is that the... Yeah, it is, yeah. And it's just been reported on the BBC News that Avengers Endgame has beaten the box office record with $1.2 billion in its record-breaking weekend. Actually, that is in just five days which I can't comprehend that amount of money sitting on a plate somewhere. Well, to be honest... Not surprised? Is it, is it, no, that's kind of like a bit like saying the sun will come up in the sky tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, in if we go and we cut it, so that was in dollars, by the way, so $1.2 billion, which works out at... A billion pounds. $929 million. Yeah. So, but that's close. Close. But, but yeah, so, um, wow. 
And not only that, they haven't finished all of the showings today. <laughs> no, and ironically, what was quite funny, I saw in the news now because um, because they were saying and reporting that there's no, there's nothing to wait for after the end of the film. But there is, isn't there? No, there's not. There's no, there's no um, clip to continue on. And they were trying to let people know because they wanted to get them, shuffle them in and out so they can clean them up and get get going with the next lot in there. Right. You know. But yeah, no, there's no, there's no uh, meat on the bone after the end of that one, I'm afraid. <laughs> well, I'll mention about it in a minute. Anyway, so the other the other news this week was that Bond 25 was announced in a press conference in Jamaica. And they did this as a live stream with a few of the actors and actresses having a sort of a heartwarming chat. So I thought they were going to tell us the title of the movie, but unfortunately, no. But what they did say was that Bond's been left in active service and he's enjoying his tranquil life in Jamaica. His pace is short-lived when his old friend Felix Leiter from the CIA turns up asking for help. And the mission is to rescue a kidnapped scientist turns out to be as far more treacherous than expected, leading Bond onto the, the trail of a mysterious villain armed with a dangerous new technology. So, sounds good to me. But after what I read with CBS, they were they sort of reported that they reckoned that obviously the, the new villain that's been announced, which is Remy Malik, mm-hmm. they were saying it, that it may well it could be Doctor No. And Or if you're in Newcastle, Doctor Nout. Doctor Nout, yes it. Now ironically, when you look at a picture of Remy Malik and you look at a picture of Doctor No, there is some sort of resemblance there, I feel. As in that the male and have got dark hair. Yeah, but he's got that. He's got the very, very sh- sort of skinny face, and yeah. But forgetting the fact that Doctor No was Oriental. Yeah, no, but yeah, but you could you look at Remy Malek. And... No, but yeah, but no, but no, 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 no. Shut up! It's... No, I'm calling this. Also, it's in Jamaica where this was held as well. For ironically, and we had that first scene with uh, with the Bond girl coming out of the water, so and so forth. All this, I don't know. We'll wait and see. I mean, there's other talk, obviously, because. The the working title was Shattered Hand, which is the um, alias of um, Blowfield. So some people are saying it may be to do uh, like a remake of You Only Live Twice. Mm. But I don't think there's any volcanoes in Jamaica, to be honest. Well, the crows put one there, couldn't they? Oh, of course they could, yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to this. Um, UK release date is going to be April the 3rd, um, 2020, with a worldwide release on April the 8th. So hey, it's a year away. Maybe. Well, I know production should have started on the 5th of April, mm-hmm. but we'll take rumours with a pinch of salt, and I'm sure by May with the 5th, if we do hear anything, they've started production, and we'll see a, a screenshot with a slate in their hands, maybe, to say it started, but we'll see. I think, no. and also, just Remy Malek, I think, is going to pull a blinder on this. Off the back of an Oscar and his Queen performance, uh, he's doing all right for himself. He's doing very well for himself. So, but there are yeah. reportedly a lot of problems. Well, there was something on the Sun News which I I didn't I just turned away from it. Empire Magazine and others are also reporting it. Yeah, something to do with, with Craig taking the reins a bit on this one. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, every Bond film's had its problems over the years. And, uh, you know, it's certainly different from normal. So, yeah, we'll look forward to seeing what happens. Mm-hmm. Cannot wait. And then I'm sure once we've got the title, we'll hear, we'll find out who's going to be doing the theme as well, because that's always a bit of a thing as well. 
And normally it's somebody that's that's sort of in the in the <clears throat> at the moment with with who would sort of you know it's sort of an artist that's doing well normally sort of takes the lead on that. Mm. So yeah, all good. Cool. Something to look forward to. Indeed. All right. So, any other news? No, that's all I could find at the minute. Okay. So in that case, cinema releases said. So we've had a. I might as well say the ones from last week as well as we know we had on the 25th of April Avengers Endgame and then on the 26th we had 8th Grade and Bel Canto. Mm-hmm. Um, on the 3rd of May we had The Curse of La Lorna, uh, La, La Rona, I should say, Longshot. Sounds, sounds like a beer actually, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Hotel uh, Mumbai, Extremely Wicked, Shocking, Evil and Vile, Tolkien, Vox Lux, a Dog's Journey, The Hummingbird Project, and Women at War. Mm. I thought the Tolkien was called J.R. Tolkien, but maybe I'm wrong. No, it's just it, Tolkien. Did they, did they take the initials away, though? It's about J.R.R. Tolkien. It is, yeah, but oh. I, I, I saw a trade, and I thought it said, yeah, it came up as J.R. Tolkien, but no, you know, it might be just them who did it. Yeah. But, uh, so, anything else there you're looking forward to, other than the obvious? Uh, no, I don't think so. I'm a bit lukewarm about that at the moment. It's for the next one for me, I think it's probably going to be the new Spider-Man movie when that gets released, which is June. Oh, right time for my birthday. Mm. Okay. So do you want to do Blu-ray and DVD releases? Okay. So a little bit of nostalgia here. So we've got batteries not included, Blu-ray and DVD. We have Justice League Fatal Five Blu-ray uh, Steelbook and DVD, which I presume that's probably going to be a cartoon of some kind. Yeah, be animated, yeah. Animated. Something here. Oh dear, Sequest DSV. God, that's that's, that's going back a bit. That it was, certainly is. Roy Schneider. Was, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, other than that, I'm just looking through the list you've put on there. There's not a great deal out there. No, it's as with oh. every month. There's always a load of things. But not everything's very good. No, no. I mean, the biggest release I'll mention in a minute, um, which was, I think I got, yeah, was it a couple of days ago? So, <clears throat> personally, for a 40th anniversary. Which would be alien. It certainly was. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it's not much there, to be honest. But, yeah, plenty to go and see, though. Yeah, okay. So, charts for uh, films this week is Red John, Kalank. Captain Marvel, Dumbo, and at number one, we have Shazam. Boom, boom. And we won't be having that next week. <laughs> <laughs> so, Shazam, get it while you got it, because yeah. i got a funny feeling it's going to be more than one week that we're going to see um, a certain movie at number one, but we'll see. Absolutely, definitely. Mm. So, do you want to do Blu-ray charts? Okay, so... From four down to five, we've got Venom. From three down to four, we've got Bohemian Rhapsody. From two down to three, we've got Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. From one down to two is Aquaman. And in at one is Mary Poppins Returns. And I bet so. next week it'll be Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Possibly, yeah. Um, at number one, I would, wouldn't be surprised at all. I've got four <coughs> out of those five on Blu-ray. Yeah. Well, actually, at the moment, the way it's going, I, I, uh, I, I didn't pick up Beam and Rhapsody, but I think that will be far long before Sky has that uh, out. I don't think. I think that'll probably be out during the summer mm. on Sky. Because what they have this week? Um, oh, it was the Equalizer Two, which I've not got a chance to watch yet because I've been a bit busy. 
which I'll probably get to see at some point. But mm. yeah, actually, I'm not too fussed about Venom, but I will. I need to see um, Aquaman, uh, Fantastic Beasts, Abimi, and Rhapsody. So I'm sure I'll get to see them at some point. Yeah. Uh, I have to admit, Aquaman in 4K looks good. Yeah. Is that, would you say that's your best DC film to see so far out of the, uh, everything that's coming out? No, I think that Wonder Woman's been the best DC. Rightly so. I was going to say that, yeah. yeah. Even though I haven't seen Aquaman, I think, I think she sort of nips it a bit there. Yeah, evidently, I've forgotten what he's called, he plays Aquaman. He shaved off his beard. What does he look like? Like that? That's um. Yeah, because I mean, he's been he's had that beard on since Stargate, hasn't he? Stargate Atlantis. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, evidently shaved it off. So, um, I mean, he, he doesn't look dissimilar, hmm. but he certainly he, he you have to double take. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because he's still a big guy, isn't he? Oh hell yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he's very tall as well. I haven't seen him up against anyone else, obviously, at the minute, but uh, I imagine he's a bit of a beefy fellow, isn't he? Yeah, I would imagine so. I think he is supposed to be tall, but yeah. yeah. Anyway, Steve, what have you been watching? So, TV-wise, um, yeah, it's just doing the norm with some of the TV shows, especially with Big Bang at the moment. That's coming to a close soon, and uh, watching that has been quite amusing. In the DC universe, I finally got to watch the crossover called Elseworlds, which is Flash, Supergirl and the Arrow. Thoroughly enjoyed that. Very, very amusing, I must admit. I don't think we should really talk about it too detailed because it might be people that haven't seen it. Even though that came out at Christmas, didn't it? I remember rightly. I have to admit, see, you've said that and I found it so underwhelming I'd forgotten that that was actually the crossover for this season. Yeah, yeah. Because they did tease another crossover at the end of that. Yeah. And I thought that I'd missed that because that's what I thought that we were getting as a crossover. I thought that, um, but it did come into it eventually, didn't it? Mm. Because obviously um, the way Arrow's going at the minute in, on its TV run, we've got one more season next 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 year. So it'd be interesting how they're going to deal with that because um, I think we can mention Gotham in this, what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. I thought that was that was very satisfying to see, and I think CW are going to be bringing a, another another show to take over from Arrow as well. And I think it's to do with a bat of some kind, right? Okay. So yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and uh, what I've enjoyed more, I think, as more than anything at the minute, is that I've, I'm up to date with Flash, and that is becoming very interesting at the minute. A lot of time travel involved in that show. Mm which is normally a no-no as far as he's concerned. But, yeah, I've um, really been enjoying that. You say it's a no-no as far as he's concerned, and yet every season he manages to do time travel. <laughs> he does, yeah. But his, um, his <laughs> daughter's, well, in the mix with this one at the moment. Well, yeah, because she's from the future for a start. Yeah, I know, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I just yeah, it was very amusing seeing, um, seeing how that crossover started, even though I'd already seen the trailer for it, so I knew what was coming. Yeah. But yeah, very, very, very. Um, well, the missus, I think she found it hard to take that conception of those two, if you know what I mean. And uh, but yeah, I, I, great, I loved it. Mm. Yeah, it was cleverly done. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I, I yeah, just thoroughly enjoyed it. So what the only annoying part was we had to put up with, with Christmas adverts. Mm. <laughs> I said, let's just play them out and listen. She said, no, fast forward. <laughs> just trying to wind her up over that one. That's funny. Uh, some movies so I've had a bit of a 
a bit of a Marvel fix over the last few days. Uh, yeah, somewhat, with five movies. Yes, yes. So, leading up to booking the tickets uh, this morning, and I thought, well, I need to catch up. Even though I probably, with some of the films, you may not really need to. Some of the, you know, so Captain Marvel and Black Panther, probably not. But I, do you know what? I, I was going to thought I was going to be disappointed with Black Panther, but actually I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was better than I expected. Mm. You know that figure of speech told you so. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it was. How many times did I say that to you? I know, I know, and I just thought, yeah, well, whatever, you know. But uh, no, yeah, but I, you always say that, and I'm always but right. The, but, but, it's, but what is what is good though is that I actually get to enjoy. I, I find a little bit disheartened with what I'm going to be seeing, and actually. It's better than I expected, you know. I, I've got more out of it. Yeah, you know, but it, it was it was thoroughly enjoyable. I, I still can't get over the amount of tech they have in that on their where they all hang out in Wakanda. Yes, it's more like Star Trek tech to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's really very well advanced, but yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Ant Man the Wasp. I knew I was going to enjoy that. Yeah, it's it's more of a romp sort of movie rather than a and. Uh, how can I put this? I am surmising because I haven't seen. Oh, yeah. Uh, Endgame, but I am surmising that there is a lot more to Ant Man and the Wasp in terms of what was discussed, done, whatever, than I currently am aware of. In I, Endgame, I, my lips are sealed on that. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> oh, I wish I could talk, but I can't. But yeah, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Obviously, you, we can talk about the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp. No, we can't talk about the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp because that would ruin it. Well, people have seen it, they? <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, because I actually picked Ant-Man and the Wasp because that was on Sky this week. Yeah. So that was handy. And we will chat about Captain Marvel in a minute. And then I tell you what, we we can probably I'll talk about Avengers at the end, Endgame okay. at the end of it all. So I did sit through Infinity again. Yeah. Not even though I could remember a lot of it, I just thought it would be nice to watch it on the Saturday before the Sunday, just to put it in perspective. Because what you could have done, you could have booked in the cinema to watch them both together. Yes. But I think my bladder couldn't take that. Well, that would be six hours of continuous film watching. Yeah, and I think that. What 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 do you get when you have a long flight? <laughs> Thrombosis. Exactly. Yeah. No, sorry, I don't fancy that. <laughs> Mind you, you could have gone on to those super luxurious seats, or go to that place where you could have order a meal. Well, what I will what I will say is before we say so we'll talk about them, Captain Marvel, a minute, and I'll save my chat about what I did before Endgame when we're in a minute. But uh, you mean not drink? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, actually, I did. I did. I, 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 I hashtag made it to the end. <laughs> hashtag by the use of a catheter. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. But it, uh, but it was great to watch Infinity again. That was on Sky still, so I was able to sit and watch that. And then I was able to go and see Captain Marvel, which you've seen as well. Yes. Yes. What was I- your take on that? As a, because this is a uh, an introduction... Did you feel there was enough there for it, for the meat and the bone for the film? Right, don't get me wrong when I said Captain Marvel's an enjoyable movie. Mm, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. and Yeah. 
even even a, a certain uh, member of the cast, even before we saw him, and I recognised his voice, uh, the guy from Rogue One, and from yeah, director Krennic. Yes, and obviously he was in um, Ready Player One as well, wasn't he? So he was, yeah. He's got that that, uh, that accent just really stuck out. I rec- just recognised his voice. But, what the uh, Australian accent? Yeah, it did. It just it was a really fun movie and very. It was a, a film just to sit and relax, let, let it take its course. And even though we can't, I don't think we should spoil it at this point. Yeah, Ben Mendelsohn, you mean? Yes, that's him. That's the guy. Mm. It was yeah, it was an enjoyable romp, and she can kick ass. That's all I'm going to say. What did you... I I felt that she was really stiff. In what way? Um, As in quite wooden in her acting. Um, I'm not too sure. I I didn't look back to see what her her resume is and what she'd done before. Well, she's a Academy Award winner, isn't she? Hmm. But um, I I did feel that, considering if this is a character that she's always wanted to play, allegedly... Yeah. She just didn't seem to have a lot of joy in the character. <clears throat> well, sometimes, isn't that the case with um, introductions to, to, to uh, yeah. a character? You know, it's sort of when the second film comes out, they, they sort of shine a bit more. Yeah, quite possibly. It's, it's, it's only, it's, that film's got a direction, it's got a, it's got a take and a pace. And it won't move from that because it, we're trying to tell us all about her, I suppose, and how that's going to work. But, but yeah, no, um, if anything... If we're gonna, we're gonna. Uh, she's one of the you know powerful ones, isn't she? Really, she's the most powerful of them. She's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I personally, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I really, I really got something from it. Yeah, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed the movie. Yeah, mm. and while I thought that she was quite wooden, I think that she looked you know really good in in the role. Um, I think that my main problem with this film was nothing to do with her at all. I think my main problem was I feel that the Marvel Universe has moved on so much in the last 11 years Mm. that having an origin story now kind of fell out of place. Well, do you think this was thrown in quickly? I I think it was thrown in quickly because they probably thought, oh, we want to introduce Captain Marvel now. Um, you know, for the events of Infinity War, or no one's going to know who she is. We better do something about it. <clears throat> yeah, where well, this if this film was like two years ago, yeah, two or three years ago would have been fine, mm. but, but not now. This thing I'd love to talk about with it about what happened in it, but I don't think we should. It's, it's, it's well, difficult. no, I don't, I don't, no, no, I don't think that we should. It's um, still in the cinema anyway, so it's it's still out there for people to go and see. Yeah, yeah. And to be honest, there are some quite nice um, things in there as well. Some, like, nods to the future. um, And the past. (laughs) And the past, but just thinking about the Protector Initiative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's too much. I'm I'm surprised you said that, but anyway. Why is that that too much? No. Why, why is that too much? Because you still have to make the link. Okay, all right, whatever. <laughs> yeah, you, ha- you have to use your eyes. You have to watch the story. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's little things like that. I, th- I think, you know... It- I mean, it's not the greatest of movies. If you were to rank the, all these 22, is it now? Yeah, 22. If you were to rank them in a list, it wouldn't be at the top. I, to be honest, I don't think it would be in the top 10. Mm. But that's not to say it's not a good movie. 
it's just kind of out of place in in uh, considering the other stories now. I'd I'd have liked to have had Captain Marvel one, maybe Captain Marvel two by now, so that we know who she is better. Yeah. And so that she knows who she is as well. I know that the idea is that she's lost a memory, but I mean Brie Larson as the actress, so that she's more settled into the role because, you know, she's done one movie of her character on her own and then thrown straight into the Avengers, which back in the day of Avengers Assemble was fine because it was all new. But now we're more used to that sort of thing, and thro- it's a bit unfair throwing her into the mix. And I don't know how she appears in uh, Endgame, and I don't want to know how she appears in Endgame. And I'm not going to tell you how she appears no, in Endgame. And, and I appreciate that, but do you know what I mean? Just that—that's kind. I just think it's a bit unfair to her as an actress, not as a character. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, but I, I, I would still recommend if you can get a chance to see it. Oh but yeah, then, definitely, definitely. I mean, um, it's it's one of those films where if you don't get a chance, you can catch up with it, and you'll be able to put the links still together that you need to put in there that you do with when you get introductions to different characters. Absolutely, it's, it's the same with with Black Panther. In my case, I saw Black Panther not in order, but you know, it actually didn't matter. I still appreciated it, even though I'd seen Avengers Infinity. Yeah, and then was was witnessing what I did in that one. It, you know. It, <clears throat> it still worked out fine because obviously the beginning of Black Panther, a part of that is 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 from you know like a Marvel a film two or three back even, yeah. um, so where we forgot the first introduction to to Wakanda and all that. So yeah, but it's you know it is what it is. I, you see, to me, I think with Black Panther, why it worked a bit better, and why it worked with Spider Man a bit better. When they, how they were introduced mm. was that they started in the, in, you know, they were thrown right in the mix of, um, civil war. Yeah. And then they had their origin story movies, which weren't really origin stories. So we never actually really got to see how Peter Parker got bit by a spy, radioactive spider, which we know. Yeah. Um, We'd seen it twice it, before, it, anyway, so we didn't need. Well, it, did and we? also had all the comics and stuff <clears> like that as well. We mm. all we all knew that he ended up with these powers. What I'm what I'm meaning is, um, their inverted commas origin story was more of a progression story. It was more like the second film for mm. them, so it felt they felt in place. Whereas this was solely like going back. 11 years to Iron Man 1 mm. was Captain Marvel, you know, in, in terms of how it felt, in terms of pacing and stuff like that. I mean, it was great, you know, the the, the blockbuster bit and all of that, seeing um, Agent Coulson. Yeah, but, you know, it, 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 it's, it's well worth it, I must admit. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, so this, this morning, yeah? Go on, then. So what I did was... In the Odeon, my local Odeon, they have got one of the screens, screen one, that has just got recliner chairs in it, and they're doubles as well. So it's like they're they're like they're like chairs for planes, basically, like business class sort of things. Yeah, because they got nice they got a nice tray on the side there for your your drinks if you fancy that, <laughs> and you got a button there for the flip bit so you can raise your legs up and just put your feet up. 
really comfortable. Now, the reason I went for these tickets because uh, in the back in the day, if we've seen a, a, a long movie, you hate getting that numb bum scenario. And in this case, I didn't get that at all. It was so comfortable. It was like, I said to the missus, you might as well bring your slippers with you. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Put your feet up. <clears throat> and it was great because the way, the way they see in the, um, in the cinema, you've got no distractions of any heads. You can see the screen fully. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was brilliant because what we did, we did this morning, I, I, I literally had a, a, a small bite to eat breakfast because we had we, we had the 9 30 showing in the morning yeah so just a small bit of bite to breakfast took a coffee in with me with a bottle of water and i didn't even drink the water i had me coffee and that was it the missus did go she couldn't hold she did have to pop out but from where she did it i think it wasn't too bad were there a lot of people that were dipping in and out <clears throat> i'd to be honest i think there must have been about five or six people that did it right but I, I was determined not to. I didn't want to miss one celluloid piece of film that I was watching. Yeah, that would be the same. <clears throat> because I've not been on this sort of roller coaster ride ever in a movie. I've not witnessed the emotion that I've been put through physically, and the smile on my face for three hours didn't go. The grin was there the whole time. And as much as I'd love to talk about it, and I know I can't, it has to be seen to be believed. It really does. And it's great that you're going to see it twice because obviously for the, for the reasons we discussed earlier. Yeah. Cause I, we did have, there was a, I think this, yeah, I think it was full, even though when I booked it, there was only one set of seats that had gone, but there was a few kids in there. There was a couple that were talking, which wasn't too much of a distraction. I think the only little distraction I had was the guy next to me was rattling some sweet bag. And I felt like clouting in one. <laughs> but other than that, I'm just going to say, wow, what a film. Mm. And I can't say any more than that as much as I say. It, we we will have to do a spoiler cast on this mm. at some point. And then people can, can digest that. But Jesus Christ, what a film. I was exhausted by the time I come out. And uh, the missus was starting to say something about the film. I said, shh, can you be quiet? Because it's not fair on other people when you're walking out of the cinema. No. I mean, I mean we, were, we were we were out of the cinema, but we was in the other part of the um, the shopping centre, which is very small. Yeah. But I thought, I thought so she said, no, no, just, just quiet. We're talking in the car. I said, it's not fair because you don't want to, you don't want anyone to walk past and get a breather of what you've heard. You know, I know, I, I think she understood what I meant by it, but you know, you, you would hate that, wouldn't you? Oh yeah, absolutely. Because I walked when we walked <clears> out, it was it was then really busy because I think we came out about one o'clock, maybe a bit later. And on the way out, we were all given these free these posters, which you've seen the one I have the snapshot of the one I had, mm-hmm. which I've kept nice and straight, and I might even try and frame it. But uh, yeah, do you know what? It's, it's funny going back <clears throat> before this film, we did see quite a few trailers, and I got a bit emotional in one of them, and we saw the movie in three D. Yeah. Now, because the 2D didn't have all the full effects for the screening, the 3D version, we got the 7.1 surround sound, the 4K screen, everything else, all the bells and whistles. So I'm sure I'll watch it in 2D at some point. That'll even be when <clears throat> when the Blu-ray comes out, probably in the summer or more nearer November, maybe, before Christmas. But they showed a trailer for Star Wars. Oh, the uh, Rise of Skywalker. In 3D, yeah. 
Right. And as soon as that music music came on, I was welling up. I was a mess. I just couldn't believe it. It really got to me. And I thought, oh, I can't wait now. It was just, I don't know, maybe a bit emotional in the whole day of what was going on. But no, just that trailer, it just really got to me. Yeah. There was a couple of other trailers, actually. I mean, Mrs. actually wouldn't, wouldn't mind going to see The, the Lion King. I thought, I thought I wouldn't mind that. Actually. I don't mind that. Isn't it just a frame for frame reenactment of the cartoon, but in, with real life? <laughs> um, I don't know. We saw a few bits that looked familiar, should we say? Mm. But you know, it's all cute animals, isn't it? And uh, you know, it's is what it is. There was a trailer for Fast and Furious, which some people have poo pooed this, but I think it looks quite good. So that was that was pretty good. And what else did we see there? I'm trying to think what else there was. There was something else. I can't remember now, but never mind. But the, they were the standout ones, to be honest. Mm. But I just had a fantastic day. It's a good weekend. Just can't wait. When are you going Tuesday? Yeah, that's the plan. <clears throat> Is that in the evening? Yeah. Yeah, you see, I couldn't cope with that. Especially that, you know, if you had a, if you had a good day at work and that, and you, oh, you got the day off for that, or are you, got, are you going to work? No, I'm going to work, and then I'm going to it. Oh, Okay. I recommend seeing it in the morning. I think that's a good, you know, for your body physically to take it. But uh, what do I know? Hey. But yeah, oh, I can't praise this movie enough. I'm looking forward to seeing it, definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> Interesting to see what you think about it. Uh, other than that then, so I did watch Alien in 4K. How was that? Very impressed with the um, with the print. Considering this is a 1979 movie, and we always think that they can't sort of fix that, if you know what I mean, with older films. Yeah. Thoroughly, it's a fantastic print. Looks gorgeous. And it's, I think, if you're an Alien fan, it's worth having. The, the, there's only one, the, the only downside, if you're going to call that, is the second disc is actually, I've already got that in the anthology Blu-ray set. Mm-hmm. But that's by the by, to be honest. That's neither here nor there for me. But, uh, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed that. Awesome. How about you? Have you got, did you go and see, what else have you seen this week? Uh, I've seen a few. Uh, obviously seen Captain Marvel, um, but I've been having a bit of a time with Blu-rays recently. <laughs> yes, I saw a picture of two of a, <clears throat> a few films you picked up. Yeah, so uh, I picked up actually off a market stall in uh, town um, who, who's regularly there a copy of Baywatch. Now I saw the extended, if they call it, edition of that on Sky. Yeah. Thoroughly enjoyed it, to be honest, because it poked fun at a lot of things. It does. Uh, the Rock and Zephyr, uh, Efron, whatever yeah. you pronounce his name. Zach Efron, that's it. Um, yeah, it was absolutely great. I'll tell you what was uh, fast got me. This version that I got actually came with a digital code. <clears throat> oh, that's handy. It definitely is. So I added that to my list. Um, but yeah, so it's based on the TV series starring David Hasselhoff, who also appears in it as a guest star. He does, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> what I like about this is it's typical The Rock in, you know, Dwayne Johnson is in, it's just full of good humour, um, as a show, uh, as, you know, as a film. Because it's not taking itself seriously. That's how you take this film. Yeah, exactly. You just disengage your brain and just go along with it for the ride. Yeah. I, I love the fact that, um, also, Pamela Anderson's on there as well at one point, isn't she? And there's a couple <laughs> of bits where there's um, 
oh, you know, women running as in the TV series. And on the TV series, they were always doing it in slow motion. And then yeah. they'd be referencing, is she running in slow motion? <laughs> 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 and it, I know that breaks the, th- the, the third wall a little bit, but it was quite, quite good. Yeah. But uh, basic story is Dangerous Crime Wave hits the beach and a legendary Mick Buchanan leads his elite squad of lifeguards on a mission to prove that you don't have to wear a badge to save the bay. That's the storyline anyway. Yeah. But I just found it thoroughly entertaining. Uh, had a great laugh with it. You know, a real nice chill-out movie that just wasn't too deep. Well, you don't take it seriously and just enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. Because they're taking the mick out of each other and themselves. Absolutely. And that's how it works, really, because it's it is a, it's a good comedy for that. Don't think of it as a serious film and you think you've got The Rock being this big I am because it's it's not that sort of movie. He, to be honest, I think The Rock on just about every movie he's on takes a mick out of himself. Well, I was just saying that in the trailer for the latest Fast and Furious, was it called Bob and Shaw or something? I can't remember what it's called now. I think it was. I don't remember. Yeah, because you've got him and Jason Statham together in this one, haven't you? So, um, yeah, those egos battling against each other, do you know what I mean? Yeah, that'll be interesting. <clears throat> but yeah, no, I I, I I did watch that on, on Sky some time ago when it came when it came out on its premiere. Very yeah, good. yeah, great fun. Um, my next one is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. So this is the animated um, Marvel uh, outing for uh, Spider-Man. Um, and it's not your normal one. So it's uh, while trying to stop the Kingpin from destroying New York and maybe the Earth uh, when he opens up a portal, when Kingpin tries to open up a portal to other universes, Spider-Man dies and Miles Morales becomes Spider-Man of his reality, crossing paths with five other Spider-Mans from other dimensions, including a much older and more tired uh, Peter B. Parker, Gwen Stacy as Spider-Woman, uh, Spider-Man Noir, Spider-Ham, which looks more like he's off a cartoon. Uh, you know, the, like, um, not, uh, what do you call him? Uh, it was always on with Bugs Bunny, who's the hunter. Oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah, that, that sort of thing. <laughs> and then Penny Parker, who's from Spider-Man of the Future and, uh, Basically, they have to stop the threat from all of the realities colliding because of this uh, thing that the Kingpin's done. Mm -hmm. So it's a great original sort of story. Um, Excellent animation. And for the movie, there's lots of different styles of art as well. So, for example, um, Spider-Ham is like very sort of Saturday afternoon, you know, five-minute cartoon kind of drawing. Whereas um, Penny Parker is much more sort of manga kind of look, mm. um, so that's that's all really good. There's loads of references uh, in there, and also there is even an animated Stan Lee cameo. Oh, really? Really? That was brilliant seeing that because I wasn't expecting that at all, and when I saw it, I thought, brilliant. Mm. Uh, 
it's done really well as well. It's won the best uh, animated feature at the 76th Golden Globe Awards, won the same one for the 24th Critics' Choice Awards, best animated feature in the 91st uh, Academy Awards, along with many others. It's also the first non-Disney Pixar film to win an Oscar uh, for best animated feature since uh, Rango back in 2011, as mm. well as the sixth um, non-Disney Pixar film to win this award. And if you like Spider-Man, it's an absolute must-see. Yeah, everyone's been praising it, must admit. I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, I was a bit unsure when I was first going into it, but mm. it didn't. It really didn't take long to you know make me think. Actually, this is really good. This is you know uh, a really entertaining uh, movie. Um, and you, you very quickly really forget that it's even, you know, uh, animated. You're just going along for, um, you know, f- for the for the ride of it, really. Yeah, yeah. So well worth it. Definitely well worth it. If you get an opportunity, I would watch it. I'm sure that will be on Sky at some point, so we'll get to see it. I'm sure it will be. I'm sure it will be. Probably be on very shortly, actually. Because mm. um, that's normally the way it works, isn't it? six months later or something like that. Or even quicker sometimes. Yeah, it depends upon how well they've done at the box office. But I think this one's done quite well. I don't think it's, uh, you know, like um, Endgame sort of well, but uh, I think it's uh, done okay. Mm, yeah, yeah. There is, um, I, won't, I won't mention it now, but there is There is another, you know the Sky doing like a, a simultaneously release at the cinema? Yeah. There's a second one coming shortly. Right, which I think was I think it's Zac Efron plays the character. All right, okay. But um, yeah, when that comes out, whatever. We'll chat about that one. I look forward to that. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what, Zac Efron and um, Bearwatch, he was ripped. <laughs> right, excuse the noise. I'm going to do this live. All right, I've got to shut the curtains. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, he was definitely ripped in that movie. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. Uh, really good, really, really uh, good film. Definitely worth watching. Mm. So the next, uh, but also what I would say is, don't bother if I don't even know if it's available in four K. But if it is, I wouldn't bother because it looks superb in two K. Well, it's a cartoon, now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, Anima- no, but- anim- I don't think animated is much different in four K. Do you I- know what I mean? Um, I don't think it is if you're upscaling, that because. If you watch the end of Venom, there is the uh, th- there is a, an excerpt from Spider Man into the Spider Verse, mm. and I could definitely see the better picture quality on Venom, which is for you've got in four K to into the Spider Verse, but it wasn't anywhere near enough. Mm. Yeah, I you see. know it. It's um, you you could define some shapes very very slightly better where they've had a dither, you know dith, a differing a differing effect. That that's the only only way that you you know only thing that really enhanced. But that looks great as a movie. Definitely mm. worth watching. Yeah. So my last pair of movies, and I say pair because you have to watch them together. It's Kill Bill one and two. Yeah, I do. I I think at the two, I I, I love. Kill Bill 1 better than Kill Bill 2, but they're two good films. They're very different sort of styles in terms of story. You know, I know that they're still the same story arc, 
But when you think that she actually kills four people and Bill on the second movie, but really she only goes after one of the people, or two of the people on the list on the first one, mm. um, which is a bit, you know, unusual. Uh, the, the film's just so imbalanced, but they have that massive fight with the crazy 88. Yes, that's right. And that, that is savage, is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And by the way, how, I'm not sure how old this movie is now, but it is quite old. So it's, if you haven't seen it already, sorry. I tell you, but... it's one of the most bloodthirstiest movies you're going to see, isn't it, in that scene? Yeah, exactly. It, it must, um, it must be one of the, you know, highest fatality movies as well. Mm. You know, crazy 88, so 88 of them dead. <laughs> <laughs> I love the bit at the end where she st- stood on a banister and says, any of you still have lives, you know, uh, you can, you know, I, you still have them, but leave your limbs, they belong to me. <laughs> do you remember that bit? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember the Star Trek references? Yeah, well, Nicky was on about this on Twitter, so do you want to remind me? There's uh, a couple of them. Uh, first off, it starts off Kill Bill Volume 1 mm. with uh, an old Klingon proverb. Is it one served cold or something like that? Yeah, revenge is a dish that's <coughs> best served cold. Yeah. And then the other one is um, in one of the conversations. Uh, it, it, it's part of the dialogue. Um, the, she makes reference to one of the characters. She's, she's that one there who looks like an extra on Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> So, obviously, Quentin Tarantino must have been a Star Trek fan for quite some time. Well, you time. know you poo-pooed about this movie. That, I, that I still some... can't imagine him directing a Star Trek movie. I'm sorry. Who knows? I, I, no, I can't imagine him doing it. Mm. But I thought I just thought it, it just amused me when I when I picked up on those. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. But it's a, it's a great story of the bride and her quest for vengeance against Bill. Played mm. by David Carradine. Yes, yeah, of course. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, and Daryl Hannah as well. She's, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. she's really vicious in it. <laughs> when you, you know, when you think that the last time that or the film that I'd seen her before in was Roxanne, <laughs> she plays a very different character. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Such a long time ago as well. Oh, God, yeah. Roxanne is absolutely, well, decades ago. Yeah. And obviously, um, what was the other film she did with Tom Hanks? Splash. Splash, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're all a long time ago now. But then again, Kill Bill is, isn't it, as well? Uh, well, it's it, it's old in some people's eyes, but not in mine. I call old 40 years ago, not that old. <laughs> yeah. Well, so do I. But in terms yeah. of... Uh, in reality, you know, the the um, the older films now, they're certainly not what millennials millennials will call a new movie. Mm. Or think of as anyway, they think of it as an old classic. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but uh yeah, it's uh, these are my two favourite Quentin Tarantino movies. The other one that I like's Inglorious of his. You haven't mentioned my fa- you haven't mentioned my favourite one then. Pulp fiction? Yeah. That is absolutely fantastic. I just find that... I know that it's the point, but I just find it to be really disjointed. Well, that's the, that's the point. No, I know I said that. I just said that, yeah. but I just... It's too disjointed. I just... Well, if you've got any intelligence behind you, you know what, what you know where it sits and how it's played out. I completely it, understand where it's sat and it plays out. I just, yeah. I just don't feel 
I just don't like the flow of it at all. It just doesn't work for me as a movie. I mean, they did the same thing in Highlander. It's not much different to that. No, Highlander's a different kettle of fish. Well, it's a different movie together, but just in the same, you know. There's a difference between flashbacks and just completely ignoring causality. Well, wait till we get Star Wars with your flashbacks in that next, probably. Yeah, I have no problem with flashbacks. It's where Mm. it's flashbacks, forward, sideways and diagonals that Mm. starts getting a bit stupid, which is what was happening in Pulp Fiction. But there are some classic moments in Pulp Fiction as well. Oh, God, yeah. Even even Steve Buscemi playing... um, Playing the waiter that's being Buddy Holly. <laughs> yeah, but I uh, I like the bit where um, John Travolta and Samuel L. Jackson are in the car and then his gun goes off. Yeah, I'll be, in that film there are some real classic moments. Uh, I could probably pick a handful. Yeah. Uh, even even with um, John Travolta chatting about his time, time in, in, in Amsterdam. Mm. To Samuel Jackson, and, and obviously you've got the the Watson Rio with the burger in at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's a fantastic movie. I love it. And you've also, um, well, got the gimp bits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny because you know the the guy that supplies the heroin. Yeah, you forget who he was, or it will, you know who he, who he nearly played. Because remember, he, he he nearly did the Back to the Future role of um, Marty McFly, but it didn't work out, did it? No, because you you don't recognise him if you if you look at it. It's all of a sudden, he's got long hair and a bit of a beard. He's like hippie in it, but uh, yeah, no, it's a it's a great film, love it. Yeah. Good music as well in the film. Just just going back to Kill Bill, mm. thinking of music. <clears throat> um, do you know? Which Marvel Avengers um, cast member appeared on Kill Bill Volume 2? Not off the top of my head without... Obviously, you've watched them recently, so it probably springs to mind, but not off the top of my head, no. Yeah, there's a little cameo by Samuel L. Jackson in there as well. Oh, is there? <laughs> yeah, he's the organist in the church. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. That, that was just something I was watching it, and... You only see him with shades on and a hat, and it's more his voice that you can hear because it's only black and white and, you know, quite dark. Yeah, yeah. But when you watch it, I was like, is that Samuel L. Jackson? I thought, oh, yeah, it is, when I you know, looked on IMDb. So that was quite interesting. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. Anyway, shall we move on? Mm-hmm. Okay, so in that case, we'll move on to our listener questions. John, what's happening to us? So, listen to questions time, and as always, we have Mark kicking us off with, what do you use to help you judge whether to buy a game or not? Hmm. I probably rely, it's funny, because I think we can chat occasionally about a game, and, we, and we'll have a little chat about it, saying, you know, whether it's worth getting or not. Yeah. I don't really rely too much these days on IGN. Yeah. I think they've been a bit, a bit, of, a, they've been a, bit of a naughty boy in sitting in the corner for some of the things they've been up to with their reviews. And also I think I sometimes have to take it on the chin because even YouTubers are, are primed these days about reviews as well. So it's a little bit difficult sometimes to see where you're going to come from. I mean, you can actually, if you just put your type in Google to a game and see an overall Metacritic score on a game to give you a bit of an idea... But I think with a little bit of video footage that you may have watched and the trailers and stuff, I think that normally makes your mind up. But then again, you can still be you can still be upset 
without knowing it that you could be you could be screwed over. Mm. You know, it's easily done. And uh, there's a few games that don't always turn out to be as great as they are. All these games that have been out there that people have bought that you don't hear from them for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Look, at, look at Anthem, for example. Have you been back to that? Yeah. Sort of gone under the radar a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, which I think is a shame. But I, th- I think other things came along afterwards which just took us away from it. Yeah. You see, you've got the Division 2 as well, but you don't hear a lot. I mean, there's a few people I know that have been playing that quite regularly. But again, it's like another game comes out, you know, Days Gone or, or whatever, and, you know, they move on to the next one because they're coming out too quick in succession. Yeah, I must admit, I forgot to mention, I was playing a Division 2 and uh, joined by uh, our friend Mark Tudor as well. Yeah. Uh, that was a good... It was, it was actually better experience playing it in twos than it was singly. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I just do my own research sort of thing. I don't really pay much attention to YouTubers and stuff like that or IGN. Never have really paid much attention to IGN, to be honest. No. Um, I think what I'll do is, you know, things like the Facebook group or things that people that we, you know, who listen to the show tweet about. Well, there's a there's a couple of different places to, to hear, hear stuff, isn't there? Yeah, there's other groups. There's a We Are Gamers group that we go into as well and various different other ones. And I listen to what people will say on games. Mm. Uh, so, for example, I was really fancying uh, the Sakaro game. Right. And then someone said, oh, it's like Dark Souls, and that just put me right off. <laughs> yeah, that's just, lucky, wasn't it? Someone said that to you because you'd be gutted otherwise. Well, it wasn't even to me. It was just somebody had said, I really love the Dark Souls sort of vibe. I thought, as the saying goes, when you're out, do you know what I mean? Mm. I thought, I don't, I'm not interested in it at all. Um, yeah. As it, just, it was like a switch went off in my head. Mm. Uh, but I, before that, I was like, really, oh, I really want to play that game. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So, yeah, it's, uh, I, I think nowadays there's so many different games and then when they do get released, so many of them are bugged. Yeah. And that's because they're, they're rushing through the development of them and not doing proper testing. Mm. But games are getting bigger and more complex as well. Yeah, and that delays them a little bit more as well. But then I think they're still pressured by the companies to bring them out. Yeah. And we've seen that a few times in the last few years as well. So, you know, yeah. it's a shame, but I don't, it's difficult. You're, 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 you're penciling that game coming out and you want to see it earn a good crust. <clears throat> and sometimes reviews can be pretty harsh to, to shut it down before it's even started. Hmm. But, uh, you know, ways. And I think nowadays as well, um, where you've got the internet and people can put you off a game so easily, especially, you know, it's like if I'd have listened to the critics saying about Days Gone, I would have ignored it, but I'm actually Mm. quite enjoying it. Mm. And likewise, Assassin's Creed Unity, and that's great fun to play now that it's been fixed. Well, it's funny because, I mean, I played that, the time it came out, I was really looking forward to it. Obviously, I didn't have a problem, but was hearing all these, you know. But then again, you know, sometimes we've all been on that wrong end of the stick. Yeah. So, yeah, there's other games we can mention that have have had that problem, you know. But it's 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 happening more and more. Mm. And they've just got to be aware 
aware of, of of not bringing these games out so quickly due to the fact that they want to make a get the right quarter so they get the the you know the money in for it. Yeah. So yeah. So do you want to do his next question? Yeah. So Mark says here, how long will it be before your gaming is entirely digital? I've got one word to that. Never. Never. Yeah. <laughs> you might not have any choice after the next gen. But as long as I as long as I can still pick up a disc, I'm happy. Yeah. I don't want the I don't want to be told I can't play this game because you can't play it when you haven't got a copy in your hand for whatever reason they want to say that they want to take off the um the live. Yeah. I mean I th- I think that his question is probably coming uh hot off the heels of the fact that the Xbox One S all digital version has been announced. Yes, I mean we didn't actually mention this before. I mean it's been it's it's out there anyway. Yeah, it's it's not a bad thing in one way, really, to be honest. Because if you're heavily into something like Game Pass and you're not don't have an Xbox, that might be for you. Yeah, exactly. And not only that. But nowadays, realistically, houses are getting smaller. You know, as more and more people are getting packed in, you know, the building companies are maximising the spaces. You look at living room sizes on houses now, they're a lot smaller than they used to be. Yeah. And people don't have the storage space that they used to. So, like, you know, people like us who like our, like, display of these are all of my games and these are all of my DVDs and whatever. Mm. And uh, people don't have the room now. So in th- in that sort of respect, an all-digital version's a good idea. Also, the fact that the only thing that a disc allows you to really do is to trade it in. Yeah. Which, how often do you do that? Not as frequent as we used to. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Very, uh, to me, I mean, I have traded in a few games in the last week. Yeah. But it's very few and far between. Mm. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So... I can cat I I can understand the sense of it, but I just think it's a stupid move that they've made, especially considering the the pricing it at two hundred pounds. Mm. Um, Which I or mean, two hundred fifty dollars, isn't it? It's yeah. It's maybe the pricing slightly wrong, but then who? What do we know? You know, their their their, their marketing department look at this. They've said it's going to always be fifty dollars below the version with the disc in, mm. but to ma- to my mind. What they need to be doing with um, with it is making it a hundred dollars cheaper because you're actually losing some of the functionality. The Xbox One S will play ultra high def DVD uh, Blu-rays. Yeah. So you should, you know, granted it'll still play 4K um, Netflix, but that's not the point, is it? No. It's, uh, there may be a mark. I mean, you think a lot of people that have bought Xboxes over the time that the market will be small for this product. Yeah. But maybe there's not. Maybe there are people that, that haven't upgraded and thought, well, I, I'm not going to go, I might go all digital. Yeah. And I think it does go really hand in hand with Game Pass. But then haven't they only like stuck in a, either a half or a one terabyte hard drive in it? Which to me is, again, ludicrous. I know you can stick in a USB. Mm. But, you know, I'd want like, for that amount of money, for terabyte hard drive in <laughs> if it's all digital yeah yeah that's it but hey ho <coughs> okay so we'll move on to Jason Toon and he says if you could revive a dormant or dead game franchise 
which would you pick? I'm a big fan of stealth games, so I'd love to see another uh, Tenshu or Splinter Cell. I would totally agree with him because after after watching, well, so after playing some Conviction recently, it was scratching an itch I haven't done for a while. Yeah. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I, I would like, if I get the time, I'd like to actually go run through that again. Right. And say, and also because it looks gorgeous. It really does look really well, you know. Tenchu, I haven't played that for donkeys. I can't remember the last time I picked that up. I don't think I've ever played it. Oh, really? Yeah. I think it's one that's just sort of like not interested me. Yeah. So, any anything else? Any franchises that you're dormant you'd like to see? Oh God. Um, what? I mean, I would. I mean, I'd always like. I'm going to say that I always would like to see a Bioshock game come out. I've always said that. It's just one of my. Yeah, I'd like to see Dead Space come back as well. Yeah, but I'm going to go back years and years and years ago, back to the Amiga days. Okay. And I would like to see not so much. Um, a particular game from there, but as in the whole library, but especially, well, actually, especially one of the games, but that is Cinemaware. Okay. And I would love to see a Defender of the Crown. Okay, yeah, cool. Um, but, you know, modernised. Um, and they had SDI, you know, Strategic De- uh, Space Defence Initiative or whatever it was called. <coughs> um, they had It Came From The Desert which was classic, it very much in the spirit of B-movies. Yeah. So, yeah, I would, uh, I'd love to see some Cinemaware uh, games mm. being produced in that sort, you know, an updated version. I think that would be really cool. Yeah, yeah. You don't fancy any any big other type of uh, RPGs at the moment? Do you think we're saturated with them at the moment? Do you don't think there's any room for any more of them, you know, at the moment? Um, I can't think of any that's uh, off the top of my head. Maybe going back to the Commodore 64 days, a modern take on The Last Ninja. Yeah. Maybe do it Diablo style, because that was a isometric view. And, you know, if you could play like The Last Ninja, but in the style of Diablo, mm. that'd be quite cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's 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 um it's still an existing franchise, but there was talk many years ago when uh, StarCraft two first came out that they were looking at doing a StarCraft FPS. Oh, okay. That would be quite cool. Well we've got obviously there's a new Bethesda game in the works, obviously, from that point of view. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I mean, it on general release for beta testing. <laughs> yeah 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 whatever and obviously we had the mass effect scenario you know there's it's all sorts of really. yeah i want to still see mass effect remastered i, may, well, you I know, still think we're gonna get that did they ever do an xbox one x enhancement for it or not they did did they no i think that we'll get the enhanced a remastered version mm. i still think that'll be on the card the same way that they did with assassin's creed yeah mm. And I think that seeing as that everything that they're doing at the moment's bombing, they're going to have to go back and, you know, look at the past for the future. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. <coughs> you could do Alan? Yeah, so Alan's <coughs> Cochrane says, I've just watched Avengers Endgame, which was fantastic. Of course it was, Alan. Do you think the cinema should bring back intermission for long movies, which are over a certain time? He said he sat for three and a half hours dying for the toilet. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I passed that test very well. I, I I know where you're coming from with this because I was chatting to Mrs. on the way home and I, I was telling her about um, a 
couple of instances where, for example, when the film Towering Inferno came out, now we're going back a few years now, that actually had an intermission in between that one. And originally The Godfather, if you watch the right cut, you actually get a black screen with intermission in big white letters during the middle of the movie. Yeah, and you do with 2001 as well. Yeah. So I can see that I can see where you're coming from in that because a while ago you wouldn't have had movies that were three and a half hours or three hours long because the the, the companies didn't want that in there because of the time you're set in the cinema. Mm. Although then, what about and now I can't we can't really talk about this yet because I would say my question to you would be and now we would discuss this at a later date was should this end game being part one part two and be two movies but without would... without knowing the content no i know because it's I already been split i know i know one. but one but because it is as long as it is would it i mean you, you this is just hypothetically i'm only just putting it out there yeah i'm okay with what i've sat and watched so i would be but... i would be perfectly okay sitting watching there because what I'll do is just not drink for ages beforehand and then start drinking about halfway through the movie so it doesn't pass through my system quite quick enough. Well, no, as I said, I had a, I had a, we had a Costa coffee I took upstairs with me and a small bottle of water in case I just got thirsty. But, but, but the reality is this sort of movie is one you've got to pace yourself for. It's not one that you can go to you know empire cinema and buy their you know two litre mega drink and then sit there and there drink were, it all there, without... was pe- there was there was people doing that and then these big bottles load of popcorn i mean i i, I say i had a small very small breakfast yeah which was basically a muffin with marmite peanut butter <laughs> that's what i had and that was it and a coffee this morning but yeah no i i did it. i did it right i'm happy with how i played it out yeah so watch your space on how you get on with it <laughs> Uh, I'll let you know, but um, I, I, I will uh, keep holding on to the point of physical pain before I get <laughs> up, because I just hate <coughs> leaving the cinema when you're in there. The only time you should leave the cinema is when the film's finished. Yeah. I'm trying to remember, have I ever been to the loo? I think the only other time I remember doing it, I think it was in the middle of Independence Day. Yeah. But... I think and the only other time would have been for a movies because uh, obviously when I have got to the kiss of the cinema, there's always one that needs to go. You know you're going to get – if I'm taking my five out, you know, one in five chance of taking one of the loo. Mm-hmm. Odds on that was, you know. But, uh, yeah. Have you, have you ever been in a cinema where people have cheered at the end of the film? Well, I want funny you mention this because someone else was saying about they, they had everyone was clapping in this movie. Mm-hmm. And ours was the complete reverse. You could have a pin drop. Right. But that's all I'm going to say. So I was just thinking, you just spat me off on a memory of uh, years ago when I went to see Independence Day mm. at the cinema. At the end of it, people cheered. I'd never seen that in a film before. And especially for that film, because it was all right, but it wasn't that good. Do you know what I mean? It was a bit random. <laughs> I, I think I think um, we compare us to, to the guys across the pond. Yeah. They were a little bit of a different breed. No, that was in this country. I know, but what I mean is, in general, oh yeah, they they are a bit more vocal. Yes, they are, and we're more reserved, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> yeah, that's all I would say. But yeah, yeah, interesting. Okay. 
Lisa? Yep. So I've watched every Marvel film uh, I could think of in the best order I could. Can't wait for the end game. What franchise have you enjoyed watching from scratch again? I'm thinking of watching X-Men from start to. Mm. So what marathons have I done in the time? So I actually went to the cinema. Now, obviously, depending on when I went, because there was how many there was out there. So I did do the Rocky Marathon yeah. in the cinema. Also, at the time when I I went to see another marathon, I did a Star Trek marathon, and that was with five movies. So Star Trek 1 to 5. Mm-hmm. I did that. That was pretty cool. Um, I, I, I do like the idea where she's coming from regarding the X-Men. Yeah, because that just that just reminds me because I did see the latest trailer for that this morning. Yeah, and that one's coming, Dark Phoenix. Yeah, and that looked pretty cool. I must admit, even though it's it's, it's rehashing some stuff that we've already seen mm. in a way. But yeah, well, Sex Men Three redone basically, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Can you what, can you think of any of the others like? Like any marathons you've done? Well, not at the cinema, but at home. Um, I occasionally will do a marathon. Mm. So if if you consider a marathon to be watching one scene, you know, you know the the whole lot of that collection of movies all together, then I've just done Kill Bill. Mm. Um, that's that's that's, that's, that's an not easy really one, a marathon, though. That's no. that that that's that's uh, more like a Milky Way. <laughs> Shut up, well, Gary. <laughs> But I've also recently got the Robocop trilogy, which I'm going to go through. Because I don't think I've ever... I've, I think I might have seen Robocop 3 once, and I think that was more than enough. But I'm going to watch it again. Um, yeah, it probably is more than once is enough, probably. Yeah. Uh, let's have a look at what other ones. I've done Lord of the Rings and Hobbit marathons mm-hmm. uh, as well. That's quite awesome when you're doing the extended edition back-to-back of... Uh, all six movies. Yeah. That takes a little while to get through. It's a weekend, dedicated a, weekend job, is that? That Oh, that will complete 24 hours. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be one or the other. That's a, yeah, very long 24 yeah. hours Actually, as well. Actually, I, I just thought of another, another one that's worth doing. I mean, especially after I just watched Alien. Yeah. Even just getting the anthology box out, forgetting the later movies that came out, would be what of late, of recently, recent times. Yeah. There's a few there to, to, to Kane. Yeah, I mean, I've done Star Wars marathons from well, episode yeah, I, one just, to seven. Mm, um, yeah. In, and Rogue One in there as well. Done that recently. I've done the X-Men marathon. That's really good. But you do notice the disc, the discrepancies in the uh, chronology from that, especially yeah. if you throw Wolverine into the mix. You've got to put Logan in there as well, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. Add Logan, yeah. So yeah. There, there are inconsistencies in that universe. Mm. Um, and the other ones that I've uh, done, no. You're turning, you're, you're turning around now, looking at your... I, I am, different. I'm turning around and I'm trying to figure out if there's any other ones. Uh, oh, I've done the Batman ones as well, recently. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the Matrix. So all of them, I've, you know, I've done, I've yeah. had loads of, <laughs> of movie marathons recently. Mm. Oh, cool. One question left, is that, Nicky? It is. You've got to go? Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's all right. I'm just holding to go to the loo now. Yeah, no, I need you. Okay. Um, well, it's been nearly as long as Endgame now. So. It, it has, yeah. If you can only play one Xbox and one PS4 game this year, what would, what would it be? Mine, Shamu 3 and Gears 5. Did they have to be exclusive? Not necessarily. Okay. Um, well, he's got. Well, he's gone for one, I think, 
Well, sh- they, I think Shamey Three on PS4 as well, is it? Yeah, it is. Some well, in fact, mm. it would be because Gears Five C Xbox One. Yeah, yeah. Have you got any? Well, I know Destiny and Destiny for you. <laughs> on, <laughs> one on Xbox One and PlayStation. Yeah. yeah. I, well, actually, I am looking forward to the Last of Us Part Two. Right. Which would be PlayStation Five. Yeah, more than likely. <laughs> And it'd be playing the pro as well, because I'm not sure I'll be picking up the five straight away. But anyway, um, an Xbox franchise, even. Forza Horizon. I'm trying to think, well, we got, is there anything coming? Oh, I say, I could, I might say, I, I might just do a, a get out here and say Gears 5 at the minute, because I can't think of anything else, unless it's something that we don't know about, come E3. Yeah, I think that we're a bit up to date on well there'll be a new Halo won't they coming out yeah that, uh, yeah. actually that would be that'd be well worth a, a watch a yeah. play yeah um, but in terms of it in terms of games that I've actually got mm. well I'm quite enjoying the Division 2 on Xbox so I would say that yeah um, okay. and on the Playstation uh, that's a good question uh, right now I would say probably Days Gone to get through yeah. that, but you know I would I would still like to actually go back and play like an Assassin's Creed game on there, maybe Origins. Really? Yeah. What's wrong with that? No, it's fine. Yeah, I'm, it's I'm of... really enjoying Assassin's Creed at the moment. <clears throat> no, no, absolutely. They're they're a great great format, and they have done really well. Considering we were saturated for years, for years, for years, and they had a, a we, we call it a small break, but. Um, a, well, a small break where they managed to actually release yeah. at least three games in that time. I think, do you know what? I think out of all the different franchises that we've been bombarded with, I still think they've come out on top out of all of them, to be honest. Yeah. I, th- I, I think that they should get rid of the Animus stuff, though. I know that it's part of the, the main but how story. You go but, in, the, but it's how you get into it, isn't it? Yeah, to but they could just degree. do it so that it's all in the past. Mm. Um you know, and like the latest idea is it's going to be Vikings, but let's have a Second World War one. You know, like the Saboteur, if you remember that. Yeah. Because that was basically Assassin's Creed in Paris in the Second World War. Mm. But it was a good game. I still would like to see something sort of um, samurai-ish. Yes. You know, something that something there, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Again, that like reminds me of Tenchu, to be honest, as well, saying that. Yeah. I, I, th- I think they could do, you know, uh, Japanese and Chinese mm. sort of story arcs as well. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think things like climbing the Great Wall of China would be very... Uh, well, it would be very high, <laughs> to be honest. But then again, not many buildings were very high back then. And also, what about a Moscow one? You know, something to do there, you know... Um, I'm not sure where we stand with the uh, with the, the political side of that and what... It's all split up and divided now into different sections, isn't it? Yeah, but... But you don't, you're going but then back you could, in history, you're going to a period of oh, time, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, you could go to the Cold War and you could be climbing the Kremlin, couldn't you? Yeah. Well, you go back further than that, you know, go back... Um, to, you know, when the Soviet Union was first formed, you could have that as, like, the Templars' grand plan sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> That's true. So there's lots of, there's mm. loads of things that they could actually do. Or what about one just modern day? Yeah. As in, where would you set it, though? <sighs> where would it set a modern day Assassin's Creed? Um mm. 
Would you like it in London? It could be London, but London's been done. Well, it was done Victorian, though, wasn't it? So Yeah, but... But see, what about New York? <laughs> too Spider-Man-ish. Yeah. I was thinking Washington, D.C. Yeah, I don't know where you'd want... I mean, you want somewhere with, with, with enough buildings to climb. Yeah, well, it is a city, so I think there might be enough buildings. Yeah. I don't think it's a hamlet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know... I mean, how about Seattle actually? Because that'd be quite good. Because you got that, you got that, um, you got that tower, haven't you, with the restaurant and stuff? Yeah, then I would literally, because I'd be playing it in the wee small hours, be literally sleepless in Seattle. <laughs> oh, oh, no, shit, no, no shit. <laughs> What about San Francisco? Yeah, Golden I, Gate I, Bridge. We'll be recreating, um, oh, not Octopussy, sorry. Um, one movie was it now? One seven, I can't remember. Uh, for your eyes only. No, it wasn't. <laughs> San Francisco. Yeah. No, I'm talking about with um, with Christopher Walken. View to a kill. View to a kill. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. Because they had that little last bit at the top of the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, with Duran Duran. That's it. Yeah. Great movie. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know. So there's a, there's a few different sort of things that you know, places that you could do. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that that would be. Oh, what about Australia? Go down under. If you go to Sydney, couldn't you? Yeah, or Melbourne. And you're going to climb the uh, Opera House there? Yeah, I think that'd be quite tricky to climb. <laughs> You'd be slipping on slipping on something there, wouldn't you? Oh, definitely. There's, look, there's always Edge Rock there if you could go find that. Yeah, <laughs> in the bush. <coughs> mm. So, yeah, there's, there's loads of places that you could actually go. Yeah. Um, and loads of time periods as well. To be honest, I think history is a grand thing to have to have to use in a game. Yeah, history is so vast. It's you know. I mean, they could do, <clears throat> you know, one more on the Crusades. I know that um, the original Assassin's Creed had like the Templars who were Crusaders, but it didn't really focus on the Crusades per se, did it? No, because the Crusaders were away, weren't they at the time? Crusading. Yeah. Well, well, they were crusaded in the same place as where it was, but it wasn't really the focus. No. The focus was on the creed and the apple. Mm. Um, you know, and t- more about the brotherhood rather than about the Templars, or, or from what I remember the story being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you see, here's the thing. What's the connection with uh, Assassin's Creed and um, the good place? Go on, enlighten me. Uh, the woman who plays Zelda Shellstrop was the yeah. Templar who defected to the assassins, who was, uh, you know, helped um, Desmond escape from. Uh, oh, really? Did yeah. she, she, she voiced that, did she? Yeah, she did. <clears throat> oh, okay. Yeah. I never went back to that, you know. And they've done a 4K patch on that now as well. Oh, have they? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't been back to the TV show either, funny enough. Oh, right. You need to go back to that and watch the rest of it. Yeah, but the thing was, I've started watching Death Star Trek um, Discovery now. Oh, so been... hallelujah and praise the Lord. <laughs> yeah, I'm only up to episode five. I think the next one or two is going to be a bit more of an enlightenment into what's going on. Oh, you're in for a right roller coaster now. It's definitely... I, I thought that the last season was exceptional, mm. but they've actually managed to top it. And I'm just very interested to see what they've got in store for the future. Well, as I said before, I still miss Star Trek in the movies. I still think that's that's paramount. They're missing something there, you know. 
there's an issue though because CBS and Paramount, there is part of the legal contracts. Yeah, and um, CBS have to make it twenty five percent different to the original. But there's also like time frames when uh, well, they Paramount can, they are not allowed to release movies. Well, they think it's still, they, if anything, stick to the Kelvin timeline then anyway. And uh, I think because we had a poor Beyond that. Um, they should, you know, it'd be nice if they could actually get one on, get one going, really. But, I, th- you know. I think if you ever do get a Star Trek four, I think that this Kelvin timeline will be reset back to the prime timeline. Who knows? It's it's very difficult, isn't it? Yeah, but uh, no, the the ending of um, Discovery. Discovery, it's of season two, fantastic. You've just got so I can't. I, you really need to binge watch that this week so we can talk <laughs> about it. <coughs> it's just quite a lot of episodes, isn't there? Um, fourteen. Okay, so I've got mm, nine more about, to go. About nine more to go. Yeah, it's too late. Yeah, no, I I stop probably... wasting your time on Destiny and do something less boring instead. Hang <laughs> <laughs> on, I've been I've been in the Marvel universe for the last couple of days. Jesus Christ. Yeah, well, now to get and the actually, we're actually universe. saying that it, it might have been three days actually. I'm trying to remember when. Yeah, when I when I see Black Panther, that might have been a week ago, wasn't it? So yeah, it's been over the last week. But yeah. Anyway, are we done? I think we're done. So do you want to give your uh, details, Steve? Yeah, because I need to go to the toilet. <laughs> so more Twitter. information than we needed to know. <laughs> oh no, that's all right. Anyway, Twitter at Steve O Seven PSN. Um, ID is the real Steve 007. Xbox is Steve 007. Forget emails for Nick. I'm having so many troubles with that. Just just tweet me and I'll answer straight off the back of that. I'm really good at that. And uh, yeah, that's about it really for the minute. Okay, so all of my details are H-E-R-J-U-K on basically everything. Um, so And everything and anything. And, yeah, so PSN, Xbox Live, Steam, Uplay, Origin, whatever. Uh, Twitter, all of that, and also if you type in HRJ UK on YouTube, you can find me. Although that's not the official channel name. Um, also thinking about YouTube as well. We do have a, a YouTube channel for the show, um, but we need more subscribers uh, on there because we want to get the name for the show, uh, which you have to have a certain amount, and we're not hitting that yet. So if you wouldn't mind going and subscribing there, that would really help us out there. You can also follow the show uh, by going onto our Facebook group, which is entitled Pop Culture Gamers. We've got uh, if you've got any inquiries, you can email podcast at popculturegamers.co.uk our website is popculturegamers.podbean.com you can also listen to the show on podbean itunes spotify or your echo using our echo or alexa skill just ask it to download the pop culture gamers uh, skill and then just ask it to play the show and it will play the latest show for you so there's lots and lots of things there also if you want to uh, support the show you can do so on patreon or if you would prefer to show support in other ways then you can uh, share links with your friends and in other groups write a review for us on itunes or whatever uh, there and also just thinking i am also streaming quite a bit now so um, have a look at uh, twitch.tv forward slash uk. <coughs> and that's it for another show so that's 45 in the bag steve will be uh, hosting next time. Um, 46. 46, because I'm odd and Steve's even. 
That's right. That's the way it goes. <laughs> that's the way it goes. So with that, it's a good night from me. And a good night from him. Good night. Good night. You are about to witness history in the making.